0: Welcome to episode 21 of the Party Wagon Podcast. I'm your host Brendan from the YouTube channel Brendan's Rambles.
1: And I'm Eric from the YouTube channel Know You Grow Up. And for news this week we pretty much just have toy news and that's really it. There really hasn't been a lot going on in the Ninja Turtles world but we just had Toy Fair this past weekend and it definitely wasn't nearly as good of a showing as what like San Diego Comic-Con is but we did get a couple new things and not really too much that tickled my fancy but yeah still some stuff that i'm sure some people are pretty excited about
0: yeah definitely nothing too interesting for me uh i watched uh pixel dan's videos on it the uh, dan and randy i, I think because randy wasn't at san diego comic-con he didn't really know what was shown off and what wasn't so there was a few things he thought like uh mirage baxter he thought was being unveiled for the first time at a uh, toy fair and stuff but uh yeah we got for mirage we got the uh the Kirby figure which I know means a lot to uh you know Eastman and Laird but for me personally that is an easy pass <laughs> I'm not getting that yeah I might get it just because of how ridiculous it is it's
1: not like that's one that I'm super stoked about I don't think it'll be a figure that I pre-order anything but if I see it in the store I'll probably just grab it but I I don't know if that'll be like a uh, wide release or a target exclusive because the mirage line is kind of weird at this point like i feel like when the mirage line took over the video game line it was presented like it was going to be a fan channel exclusive but i feel like now some figures like the turtles four pack seems to possibly be a target exclusive and i feel like i'm gonna have to eat crow and make a video about how i was wrong on that here soon (laughs) so it's yeah it's just kind of interesting to see how they've been rolling these figures out
0: yeah it is. Although I'm going to say by me I actually see them everywhere. I see like the the Shredder clones Mm-hmm. Uh the foot soldiers the the blue shredder I see at Target I see the foot soldier and blue the blue shredder at Target a lot but I see the shredder clones Renette and uh Fugitoid everywhere like FYE stores all yeah. have them and stuff so like they're all I actually got the Fugitoid at FYE he was like marked down to like 20 bucks so I got him
1: Yeah so uh, the books a million by me which again I didn't know wasn't a national chain so it's basically like <laughs> a Barnes and Noble for people that don't have it in their area and that's where I actually got my Triceraton figure and my Shredder clones because they sell them for retail there plus i get like 10 percent off with my millionaires club card so that's the best place for me to actually get mirage figures when i can find them when they actually do go to the fan channel places
0: that sounds like a great place to get them the only place by me that has a zog now i'm not going to say what mall they're in i'm not going to say the name of the stores because i don't want to like you know like (laughs) direct your hate towards these people no i'm not going to do that but there's a there's a place a sketchy toy store a collector store in uh a, a place by me and uh they off charged a lot on figures and zog i think it's like it's like 70 bucks right now or yeah, something
1: yeah you can get them with shipping cheaper from big bad toy store like <laughs> exactly. to do that
0: and he is really cool but honestly he's that one figure i just looking at him i'm like there is literally nowhere to put this figure in my room like he's too big i'm
1: not gonna lie if there was just one bullshit random figure to get he's a great figure he really (laughs) is like even if you don't have any other mirage figures he's still probably in quarter four is going to be very loaded with figures but right now i think he's still one of my front runners for favorite figures of the year
0: i do really want him he's the mirage figure i want the most especially since now i have Fugitoid, I do have a Mirage figure now. He's the and, perfect one. I feel like we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. he's like the perfect one-two punch there. Yeah, but I like, even on the shelf I have him on, I have him with my Archie ones, like all the comic figures. There's just no room for Zog. He'd take up... Like, he would, I'd have to take half the stuff off that shelf just to fit he's him big. on.
1: He's big. He, especially so, yeah. if you have his tail on, like, he's big.
0: Also, he's going to be heavy. I don't worry if he's going to like take the whole shelf down. It's like a little shelf just hanging up. So, yeah, I don't know. I want to get him at some point. I'm really going to have to like seriously rework the way everything's organized in this room, or just put up even more shelves and make the room look even sillier than it already does. But yeah, but yeah, the, the Kirby one is an easy pass for me because uh, that's a part of the Mirage comics I have no love for. Uh, really like, like I, I just have no interest in the character. Uh, I know it's cool. It's an homage to Jack Kirby, but it's, it's a guy in a sweater holding like a pencil. Like, I, that's I, an easy pass for me. Well, I mean, my- look
1: at them. I'm going to say I haven't looked at them side by side, but is this Buck just a repaint of the Baxter Stockman one?
0: I think it is. I think it's okay. the exact same Buck. Honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if those are made out of a lot of reused parts from like, the, the maybe vernon or something from the the tune line like the, the legs might be vernon's legs or something but rat king i'm probably gonna get because rat king looks awesome yeah uh, he's a very sick figure leatherhead i'll probably get even though he's gonna be gigantic also but yeah but the, all, all we really got is we got that we got some heads and we got some packages <laughs> from that yeah
1: so they showed off some like alternate heads for the i'm assuming they're for the punk turtle so I don't know if they're going to come with the Punk Turtles as extra heads or if this is, like, set up for another accessory pack that's going to be on the way.
0: I really hope they come
1: with the Punk Turtles because I'm never going to buy another accessory pack, I
0: think. Uh,
1: Well, they'll probably bait us again because, okay, knowing what you know now, like, because I still would have got the accessory pack just for the big mac figure honestly like yeah it's kind of a lot to pay 50 dollars just to get one figure but that just made it worth it alone for me to get the accessory pack plus the baby turtles i mean they're kind of cool too but if they always tie in like one of those figures that are i'm gonna say not really key but i mean big mac's probably like a c tier character you know what i mean like yeah yeah i just that's how they're always gonna get me with an accessory pack
0: big mac was actually the draw for me for that pack like the baby turtles were the draw for most people for me it's like baby turtles are fine but i really am getting this thing for big mac yeah. I, I really wanted big mac so uh that, that was yeah that was the real draw for that accessory pack for me if they throw in like a little pseudo character like that in the next pack then they'll get me But
1: because uh, now i could see them that's how they might do like the little six arm aliens because they're kind of short yeah. and tubby, you know what i mean like i could see them putting those in an accessory pack or even the freaking uh um og the Wee herman yeah. alien i feel like he would be one that they might like throw in an accessory pack
0: too because he's a really small figure or they could even do the the alien who dies at the beginning of season two that gives them the uh oh the the mcguffin crystal yeah the crystal yeah so they could do him like with the crystal or something so uh have we not gotten that crystal in anything up to this point i did not even realize that i don't think we have which is weird because that's such a Uh, don't quote me it might be in something it might be with like the human baxter or something yeah i can't uh, i can't remember if we did or not uh but yeah that's that's a huge plot device like thing uh, that's just not in the toy line because we've got all kinds of crazy accessories from like one-off scenes and stuff like that like the, the nose gun and all that stupid stuff so like uh yeah, it's weird that we haven't gotten that if unless we have. Uh, you know, don't shoot me if, if if I'm wrong, but no one no one's ever no one's ever attacked me for being wrong on this podcast, so I'm just overreacting. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, NECA, the, the, the 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 heads are they're, they're cool. They don't look like anything i remember from the cartoon i don't remember them i ever think they're the
1: original title. things i don't think the turtles okay. ever wore like wigs or anything like that i think they're just to go with the punk turtles to actually make them feel a little bit more punk would be my guess
0: yeah because yeah, they have like the mohawks and yeah like, like sunglasses and stuff. I, like, I don't, I don't the sunglasses, but not the Mohawks. Like they never had the Mohawks. So yeah. Uh, cause that's why I never really saw them as
1: punk turtles. Like they just looked more like, I don't know, guys with leather jackets. Like I never saw them. <laughs> I never thought punk when I, I didn't really know what punk was when I was a kid, but like, yeah, I feel like bebop is punk. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. turtles don't look punk. They just have leather jackets.
0: Yeah. I kind of just thought anyone wearing leather jacket and sunglasses was a punk when I was a kid, I guess, but cause I didn't, I didn't know what the hell punk was uh in, in my mind like punks are like like a punk is what you beat up in ninja gaiden or something like, right. what punk was uh yeah they don't really look punk they look like i don't know like new wave dudes or something yeah. Like they, <laughs> but yeah they're cool I, I'm, I if i am gonna get the punk turtles i'm not gonna pr- even bother with the alt heads i'm just gonna keep them with the heads from the cartoon but uh I, I I do say, like, I know in the past I've always said, you know, if I get this and then I get everything, but I think with the Punk Turtles, the f- I think I can safely say if, because I can't tell you how many times in stores, pretty much any time I've gone to a Target for the past three months, I've had an opportunity to get that big Napoleon. I've, I haven't bought him once. Uh, That's crazy. I haven't seen him since
1: whatever hall or Collector or I can't even remember what event he came in, but I haven't seen Hall-a-thon. him since then.
0: Yeah. He was a for Holothon. I, he's been, he's never gone away. There's usually like multiple of him in every target I go to. Like, I think a lot of people like that, that wave, like people just started passing on him. Uh Cause yeah, I see him every time, even if they're out of all the two packs, like there's always the giant Napoleon. So um I'm getting to a point where I think I'm like starting to pick and choose what I collect and what I don't with the neck of For a while I was just collecting everything, but I think I'm finally at that point where I'm picking and choosing but. Yeah, I definitely am going forward, and especially with like the Mirage line,
1: because there's just so much crap they're putting out. And I'm get, I did pre-order the red shirt, Casey. It's actually supposed to be here today, so hopefully you'll probably hear my dogs barking a little bit if they put it by my door. Um, but I'm not gonna, like I said, I'm not gonna go in on any of the Blue Foot Soldiers or the Foot Enforcer because I'm pretty sure that's one thing they did show at um Toy Fair. Is it said Foot Enforcer, and then I think it said Blue. Underneath oh, okay. of it so it said like it is a variant. So I'm assuming at one point we are gonna get traditional cover or traditional colored foot soldiers and foot enforcers, and that's just what I want anyway. Like at this point, I and also frustrates me because somebody showed a black and white Ronin figure in the inventory for either Target or Walmart too. And I probably will be a sucker and get that one because I like the Ronin, but they are doing a lot of repainting with the Mirage line,
0: yeah. They, they they definitely are. Uh, I think I think just in general they're, they're they've been doing more like repaints and stuff with like the black and white usagi and uh, oh that's another thing. Uh, Randy thought all the usagis were new. He didn't realize <laughs> that was shown off the But which those are awesome. But yeah, they're I think they're going to try to get like a lot of mileage out of this gold. I don't blame them. I mean, all toy companies do that. And for a lot of collectors like me and stuff, those are I see those as completely optional. I don't I don't get them mm-hmm. so. Uh, i just think honestly for the first time probably in like ever like maybe like four or five years i watched something like you know toy fair or uh, comic con or something and the figures i am mo- really excited about are not turtles at all i'm actually much more excited for a lot of the other stuff that i am for the turtles uh which I guess real quick before I jump on to what else I'm I am excited about because NECA is doing a lot of stuff I'm excited about, uh, but they showed off some packages. They showed off the uh, Turtle Van package and they showed off the Creature from the Black Lagoon Leo package.
1: Yeah, so I think the vans the shipping got pushed back. I heard November is when they're actually going to come out. So hopefully I will have mine soon. And I, I I'm, I, I could care less if it came in a box with a picture, honestly, like it's just one more thing that I'm going to have to try to keep and hang on to. that takes up space. So I know a lot of people were annoyed that the, I think it was the Tune diorama just came in like a plain shipper box. It didn't come in anything like that. So it's cool that they're doing stuff like this. The box does look pretty cool, but at the end of the day, I'm going to open that thing up anyway. So I don't really, like I said, it's just, more of a hassle for me to keep the box than it would have been if it would, would have been just been one that i could pitch
0: it's kind of silly too because it's like made to look like the ultimates for the tune line boxes like the ones like right right there behind me um but those ones even though they're, they're jumbo it's like they're they're still shaped relatively like a vhs like a uh, box yeah whereas like the, the the turtle van it's made to look like the old VHS boxes, but it's this gigantic. Dude, block. Like, right? it, doesn't look like, it doesn't look like a VHS. It looks like a TV came in it, not a VHS. Right. Uh, yeah. It's kind of, uh, I could do without it. Honestly, I really would not. Like if I was going to get the turtle van, it's like, I would rather it just be in a regular cardboard box and be $10 cheaper. Honestly. Exactly. But, Cause I mean, they had to pay someone to do that drawing, which again, it's, it's a cool picture. It's a cool logo, but yeah, yeah
1: I, I, I would rather save $10 myself, honestly. Yeah. But
0: I actually do use the uh, the Universal Monster Turtles display displayed in my room. I have them all like stacked, so uh, I do I do I do like those packages. So I uh, the the Leo one looks awesome. They didn't show Raft. They said I think I think he said by uh, New York Comic Con they'd show Raft's box. So uh, when is New York Comic Con? How far out are we from that? I think it's not this weekend, but the weekend after. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be in Sleepy Hollow. I'm not going to be there, but uh, I've never gone to New York Comic Con. But I'm not going to be watching it. I'm going to be like you know doing Halloween shit and stuff. So, yeah. uh, I'll probably see. I'm like because so the 14th I'm going to Sleepy Hollow all day, and then the 15th I'm throwing like a Halloween get together thing with a bunch of my friends and hosting it. And uh, nice. then that night, that night we're going to like a haunted like farm haunted house attraction thing. Like some of us, so uh, so I'm going to be busy that whole weekend. Like busy that whole weekend uh having fun like a child so um yeah i thought i won't be till, like sunday night or monday that i'm actually gonna like see what they showed off at a uh, comic-con but yeah i'm sure they'll have some things to show off at comic-con but i don't think it's gonna be that much i think it's i think we've seen most of what turtles is going to show off for the remainder of 2023 so far
1: Yeah, I would guess by the volume of stuff they showed off at San Diego Comic-Con, that would be true. Because at this point, we pretty much know what they're going to give us in a year. And they're definitely transitioning from less tuned figures to more comic figures through all three of the comic lines they're putting out. And they definitely, I mean, they had figures like Electro Zapper that they didn't really show until it came out. And there was a couple other ones that they just... Kind of dropped last minute on us, so there probably will be those figures sprinkled in, but yeah, I don't really see them doing too much more when New York Comic Con rolls around. It probably will be more like you said, just packaging reveals and stuff like that. So we'll see, time will tell. But yeah,
0: I think honestly, I think they didn't show off Electro or in advance because they they figured no one wouldn't even know who the hell he was, right? Like they didn't even like they showed off Bugman because everyone remembers Bugman. But I think if they had put a lecture sapper there, they would have figured most people would be like, "Who the hell is that?" Like you. you... What was he? The
1: only tune figure that they didn't show off at SDCC that they put out is he the only one?
0: I, th- I want to say he was. I think he was. Yeah, he was the only surprise figure I think that we got because the year before that we got like uh, the surprise of uh, robotic bebop and robotic rocks that they, they were shown off in like, Kevin Eastman's video yeah. like, in the background. Like not even shown off, they were like teased in the background. Uh, I want to say even toka Toon and Razar, I think, just kind of came out. I don't remember. But yeah, I think I think Electro Zapper was the only surprise that we got this year. Uh, because I think everyone thought Bugman was just gonna be a, an
1: ultimate. Yeah, I definitely did, or if it was gonna come with a surprise figure. I really thought that was gonna be when Tempestra came. I thought he was gonna be in a two-pack with her, but that would have been cool. Keep not showing her, just keep drawing it out.
0: I would say the, the main reason why they should make Tempestra an ultimate. Is so that they can put like her arcade cabinet in there also. Okay. That would be cool. I would take that for sure. Cause that would be a cool display to have her like standing. Especially if she came with like kind of like a, a laser lightning effect, like she's coming out of the arcade cabinet or something. You yep. could like put it behind her. That'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. So now you're talking, uh, <laughs> I don't know if they would do that, but um, yeah, but for the most part, they didn't show a lot, but NECA showed a lot of other stuff and, I'm looking at the turtle stuff. I'm like, yeah, I could pass on that. I could pass on that, Pass on that. Then they showed their horror shit. And I'm like, I can't pass on any of this stuff. And they showed so much shit that I want. Uh, like, uh, the Toonie terrors line, which like it started off kind of rough. I think the early ones weren't that good. They've been getting better and better. I still want that. They live one. I don't have that, but, uh, they're, they're doing Vincent Price, who's like my favorite actor of all time. And he's getting it. He,
1: <laughs> the only thing I know about Vincent Price is just all the
0: Simpsons references. That's the only <laughs> thing I know about him. Dude's been in like a million movies, but uh, yeah, he's my favorite actor. I love Vincent Price. Uh, and they're doing an ultimate of him too, which looks amazing, where you can actually have it as him when he was young and when he was older and stuff, which is really cool. Right. Um, it looks like it's kind of made out of some of the same pieces they used for like The Invisible Man or the. Uh, Phantom of the Opera from like their Universal Monster line, uh but yeah, they have that those coming. They have an ultimate of like Christopher Lee Dracula from the Hammer Films, which is awesome. And I, I think it's not the strongest likeness that they have. Like the, the Vincent Price likeness is perfect. Like the Elvira likenesses are perfect and stuff. I, I think the Christopher Lee one's a little off, but it's still awesome. Elvira has like the Tuning Terror one where she's on the couch. I'm definitely getting that. Doing uh, Sven Ghuli is a horror host. And there's there's a lot of shit. Like I know you're not into like the horror like I am, so a lot of this stuff you're probably like, "What the hell is that?" But I really they, don't. Like, yeah, I
1: know who Elvira is, but yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they showed off the all that stuff. I'm like, I'm getting all of this stuff. I'm getting all of it. I don't even know. there was other ones that were really cool. I don't even remember which one. Well, what else they had, but the, there was a lot that I was like, "Oh, I need to get this." And Toonie Terrors, I think they're more than they should be. They're like twenty dollars, like seventeen to twenty dollars. They're going to look awesome. So, yeah, I'm hyped for a lot of that stuff that they're doing. I'm still hyped for the dinosaurs ones they're doing, the Jim Henson's dinosaurs. So they still haven't put out Earl yet, and wasn't he shown off at the previous San Diego Comic-Con from Comic-Con 2022? I think he was. They showed Earl. So, so the thing is, that when they showed him at 2022, they I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe they said it was a package of Earl and Baby Sinclair okay now at this one they showed them with like their accessories and stuff and baby is going to be his own separate thing okay which is a little weird because he's really tiny well it'll be <laughs> like
1: same with mirage splinter he'll still be yeah. a 35 dollar figure probably and just we'll probably just load him up he'll probably come with like a high chair to sit in and shit.
0: yeah so. they, they showed the high chair he, he's got like a bunch of accessories he's got, like the frying pan so he can Oh yeah. That's the one thing I knew for sure. I think I had, did they have McDonald's toys
1: of them? And was that what he had? Did he have like an action feature like that?
0: They probably did. You can do not the mama on the head.
1: I want to say one of them had a squirt water feature too, if I'm remembering right, maybe I'm mixing up McDonald's toys, but I'm pretty sure they had a wave of those for McDonald's toys at one point.
0: I feel like every time McDonald's or Burger King or any of them did figures like that, one of them was a wind-up toy, and one of them was a water-squirting toy. Mm-hmm. Like, they pretty much, like, they just recycled the same action features yep. over and over again. I mean, there's um, so only so many
1: action features you can put in a 35-cent yeah. toy, so...
0: The Mario ones, they got kind of creative. Remember, they had, like, the suction cup with the spring on yeah, it? Those were some up.
1: good ones, yeah, because they, I think they had Goombas. They're two different kind of Goombas. I think they had two different flips on them. I could be wrong.
0: I think so. I remember I had the, the red Koopa Troopa where like uh you wind them up i think his wings flapped i Mm -hmm. believe uh but uh he had a wind up i don't remember what the hell he did but he had a wind up yeah i was kind of hoping they would show more of the dinosaurs but it's still just earl and the baby so uh which i guess is good i don't want them rushing out too much shit and me going bro because earl's probably gonna cost like 60 bucks or something i assume he's huge so i bet he'll probably be like on the
1: Triceraton price point probably 50 bucks i bet is where they'll come in i i don't think they've broken the 50 dollar threshold on any ultimates yet i could be wrong yeah i don't don't, maybe godzilla stuff maybe at one point but i don't even know about that
0: yeah i don't know because he looks like kind of like godzilla he's that big chunky he's a lump who gets bigger as he goes down and then he's got that big tail so he's kind of the same build as godzilla really so um they, honestly a lot of designing him probably they probably designed him the same way they designed the godzilla figures but uh yeah i can't remember all the, there was a lot of horror stuff that i was super excited for but uh i don't remember all of them oh Vamp- uh, Vampira, she's getting one uh old old host from like she was in like plant nine from outer space and stuff yeah uh, she's like the she's like what elvira was like a spin-off of like elvira was kind of a joke on Vampira. well oh, okay uh, yeah, they had a lot of cool stuff. A lot of like classic horror stuff which I really like. I'm still waiting I'm still hoping they, they do the the universal monsters in the Toonie terrors at some point. Uh but they haven't done that.
1: Kind of weird they haven't, yeah.
0: But then they're, they're doing they're, they're doing the Toonie stuff for like non-terrors now cuz they're doing like a, a a murder she wrote uh Jessica Fletcher figure. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. It actually looks really good. It look, it's like a cartoon but it looks just <sighs> like her. And uh I don't remember who else did they're doing a lot of weird ones but uh yeah yeah, that's cool and they're they're gonna tap into somebody's obsession doing that so right uh yeah I was actually really surprised though because they showed off all the horror stuff and uh usually I don't know if it's going on yet usually NECA does their 31 days of horror where like in October they show off a different horror thing every day yep um that's when we got like all like the shows uh, show uh, showings of uh invisible man don and uh van helsing splinter and phantom casey and stuff uh but i was surprised with all of this horror stuff they've been showing off there's been no update at all on those nightmare before christmas figures they just hinted those during their 31 nights last year and then they never said a peep about them since then so I don't know when the hell those are happening, but
1: yeah, that's weird. I guess I didn't even think about that because when I was looking through Super 7 pre-orders the other day, I know theirs are supposed to hit like next summer or something like that. So I have a feeling they'll probably be announced sometime in the next few months and they'll probably still end up hitting before the Super 7 figures do.
0: (laughs) They probably will, honestly, because also Super 7s were supposed to be out this august like the end of august yeah because
1: i think month. they announced them both around the same exact time because i can't remember which one came out first and the other one announced it almost immediately after that
0: super seven announced it first okay um because i remember when i went to sleepy hollow the uh last year the first time on sleepy hollow i remember uh i was saying like to somebody who probably didn't give a shit Um, that like super seven had the the nightmare figures coming out. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll probably get those and everything. And then like, I think like the, they they had already been announced like a few days at that point. And then like that, that night or the next night or something, I'm like going through my phone while in the bathroom, you know, taking care of business and, uh, I, I see that come up on uh, like NECA's like look what we're making on like uh instagram i'm like oh well <laughs> super Sevens, <7's> fucked like <laughs> uh, like like everyone that's what everyone was saying in the comments too. i ever look at the comments everyone's just like well i can cancel uh, at least i haven't pre-ordered the super seven ones yet and stuff and it's like everyone's basically saying like all right never mind we're not getting the super sevens we're getting the NECA one yeah. so uh yeah i'm surprised they haven't shown that those off though i, I guess maybe they're just trying to Show off some of the smaller stuff. Well, they did like a Krampus uh, line and stuff. They're, they're doing a whole bunch of horror stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I have to say the thing that I am looking forward to the most. I thought this was a canceled toy line. It worries me because it's premium DNA. And ordering from premium, premium DNA is pretty scary. I, I, I'm still waiting for my Battle Battletoads. I ordered three of the Battle Toads. I haven't gotten them. Um, Who'd you order them through? Just straight from Premium DNA. Oh, yeah, oh, that was your mistake, man. Should have went through Big Bad. I should have done Big Bad. Uh, and uh, so they announced this like I want to say like two years ago, uh, at, around Christmas or no, around this time I think. And they said like that December they were going to be showing off Clay Fighter figures and i love clay fighter nobody knows i I freaking loved clay specifically clay fighter 2 judgment clay c2 judgment clay you don't like 63 Uh, and a third or whatever so i played 63 and a third later actually like i think like i got it when i was in like like late into high school like senior year high school or something and then i didn't really like play it until i was out of high school and it, it was, like, you know, it was it was funny and all, but it's, like, it, it, gameplay-wise, it fucking sucks. I feel like and it's, I, like, universally
1: renowned as one of the worst fighting games of all time. Well,
0: it's... it's like, it actually looks game. worse than
1: the Super Nintendo games do.
0: Well, so, Clay Fighter 1 sucks. Like, it, it's t- chock full of charm. The graphics are charming and everything. It's, you know, cool and goofy. But trying to play that game is, like, it, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing making a fighting game. Clay Fighter 2 is the one no one talks about. That game is so tight, I would argue it's one of the technically best fighting games on the Super Nintendo. For me, it's that and Killer Instinct are, like, neck and neck. I know Street Fighter fans would, like, take a shit on me if they heard me say that. But, like, Street Fighter 2 is great. That's number three in my book. And then Street Fighter, yes, with Alpha got way better than them and stuff. But Clay Fighter 2 is so underrated. I think that game is so well made. There's a couple characters who are, like, unbalanced like, that's hell, they're way too much better because they have some pretty broken moves. But for the most part, the, the fighting engine's really tight in that game. And no one talks about that one. That one's just, like, it doesn't exist. And N63 is, like, the worst fighting game ever made. It's, like, a <laughs> complete... Like, it's it's up there with, like, Balls 3D or something. It's one of those... Balls just 3D. <laughs> you remember that? You got to have balls to play balls. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, fucking... Like, it's one of those, like, fighting games. It's just, like, we're just making this to make a quick buck off of people laughing at the name of the game and then moving on like, like 63 and a third when everyone's doing 64, I get it. It's funny, but like, and it's a shame because actually the sculpts in that game are amazing. Like 63 and a third, like so much detail went into those sculpts. It's a shame. They were like compressed and rendered so poorly. And like the background, the polygon backgrounds are so ugly. The sound effects are so fucking annoying. Like the controls are so bad. The movement's so slow and, floaty like, it's such a bad game uh yeah. I, I i so i don't have any real nostalgia for the 63 when i own tournament edition which is the most expensive n64 game i think it's worth over a thousand dollars really that's crazy I got, I got it for 15 bucks back in uh 2007 yeah nobody cared about it back in 2007, but it was right. a blockbuster exclusive it was only a rental so ah. it shot up uh, it, it's ridiculous though. People are like, if someone pays a thousand dollars for sculptors, Sky, I don't care if you're a collector. You're a sucker, dude. That, that game sucks. <laughs> and you can, it's it's the same thing as sixty three and a third. They just added four more characters. I think one of them's not even finished. He doesn't have a crouch. Like you can't actually crouch with him. And and uh, it moves slower than sixty three and a third because it's using more data. So it's yeah. like the game literally moves slower. Some characters lost special moves they had in sixty three. it it sucks but clay fighter 2 was my favorite i fucking love clay fighter 2 um and they showed off they finally showed off bad mr frosty from clay fighter and i'm glad they did the super nintendo one they didn't do the the n64 one uh where he's the he's the first game one but then he comes with an alt head that looks just like the clay fighter 2 one which i'm definitely displaying him with because i love two. although in 2 he was more like shredded like he wasn't as like chunky as he was in the first game (laughs) because In the, the, his story is in the second one is like he, he assaulted uh like santa's workshop and beat the shit out of santa because he wanted to like run christmas so he went to prison so this is him when he's all like badass and hardened coming out of prison so that was like <laughs> that's what he was supposed to be in the second one uh so he's a little too chunky but i'm still gonna use that head just because i love clay fighter too and having clay fighter action figures is like unreal to me like i, I it's a series i've loved since i was a little kid since i was like the third grade and, like, no one else gives a shit about it, so, like... No, I feel like for most kids, it's I mean, that's a game, like, you rent at
1: least once, because, I mean, we grew up in an age where we were amazed by ridiculous things, like, I wouldn't um celebrity Deathmatch came out instantly my favorite show because when did we have an adult show in claymation like i remember going and renting like the mr bill compilation video vhs's just because it was claymation it's like one of the only things you could ever see in claymation so i definitely claymation. remember renting those games but
0: i was not deep into the clay fighter lore whatsoever oh i was i know there's no, there's no lore really but you know as a <laughs> Like everyone played it and laughed at it for a weekend, but I like drew those characters all the time. I made like comics about them. Me and my brother would like act out fake movies as them and shit. Like, like we would create more <laughs> for these ridiculous Clay Fighter characters and stuff. And like, like Clay Fighter was a big fucking deal for me for some reason. Like Clay Fighter two just clicked with me. I don't know why. Uh, I think like the two super Nintendo games that like I loved growing up that most other people don't, is Clayfighter 2 and Lost Vikings. Those two games are just... I've never even played I that. Know. I don't even know what that is. That was Blizzard before they were, they were Blizzard. There was Silicon and Synapse. Uh, that was like their... I think, honestly, that was their first game. It's like a puzzle platform where you play as three Vikings with different abilities to like... Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, it's a ton of fun. I love it. But yeah. Uh, and the Clay Fighter toys, they're like... They're actually based on they referenced the actual molds they use for the game. So like the the thumbprints from the sculptors are on the figures that like Premium DNA is making. Okay. And stuff. So That's like cool. they're really cool, and they said more are coming. I'm super hyped to see like who else they do. I don't know how the hell you're gonna do like Blob as like a an, an articulated action figure. He's just <laughs> a lump, or like Taffy. He's like just a bendy guy, All right? Um. But I'm I'm fucking hyped for those, dude. I'm so I, it's just like fuck, why does it have to be premium DNA? Cause then I'm probably never gonna get them. They're gonna I'm gonna buy them, they're just gonna get lost and
1: like well that's why I was surprised when when you started talking about premium DNA. I thought you were going down the route of the Earthworm Gym figures because I'm pretty sure great. those just got shown off. Yeah, so they do have some cool IPs, some cool figures, but I just can't do business with that company. And again, no no beef to anybody that does either. I'm not like don't fucking buy shit from them, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I just they scorned me, and I just, I can't forgive them.
0: They never scorned me with their original, they scorned me when they were Megalopolis, and I ordered the Super 7 Rocksteady from them. Yeah, I'm still holding my grudge from that, so. <laughs> but, I mean, at least they gave me a refund, at least I got my money back.
1: Um, yeah, I so- ended up getting my money back, but I had to correct them two different times on the amount of money <laughs> they tried giving me.
0: Some people didn't
1: even get their refunds.
0: No, exactly. Like
1: some people got straight up hosed. So in,
0: in those cases, though, I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade. And if, and if you did do this and it still happened, I'm sorry. I'd, I don't mean any shade anybody, but I do feel like most people in that case, they probably just didn't fight it. Like they probably saw well, it. I had fight. to
1: be on them. Like I was emailing them every other day being like, yo, where's my money? Yo, where's my money? Yo, where's my money? So.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've heard some really bad horror stories about them. The Earthworm like I would I would definitely get those Earthworm Jim ones. The only reason I'm holding off because Earthworm Jim was actually way bigger for me growing up than Battle Toads even was. Um, I love Earthworm Jim, but the only reason I'm holding off on those is one, it's too fucking expensive. Like for those figures, like all those figures, I, I can't get. I just can't pour that kind of money out right now. I'm, I'm bleeding money at the moment. i mean, it's um, essentially like another Super Seven line, basically.
1: It is, yeah. It's actually
0: I think a little bit more. Oh, uh, they spend... are. I
1: thought they were. Uh, I thought they were a little bit cheaper. For some reason, I thought their basic figures were around forty, but I don't know why. No, I, don't... I, think I, had... I think
0: they're about fifty-five. It, it, it depends because one of the Battle Toads ones was randomly like thirty-five, and then the other okay. ones like fifty-five, and then the huge ones are like two hundred dollars. Yeah. But um, I think the Earthworm Jim one, if you get it, the four figures and the accessory pack with all the gym heads and stuff and the full worm, I think it comes out to like over two hundred dollars. Okay, because um, I know I,
1: like. I want to say because the Barnyard Commandos were like on super sale on Big Bad Toy Store. I think the wave was like 51% off. And I think it was less than $100 for
0: the whole wave at that point. See, If that happens with Earthworm Jim, I'll grab them. Yeah, but uh it it, it might not because earthworm gym is a bigger ip than barnyard commandos like the thing it, is though i feel like along with super seven when you're at this really high price
1: point i feel like that just instantly turns people off you know what i mean yeah. i feel like people see that 50 dollar benchmark and they're like no i'm not even fucking touching these and i feel like that's like why those brands do tend to go to clearance more than like Neca does who comes in a little bit cheaper than that
0: yeah because on uh, your average person and they're going to buy collectibles your average person is only going to buy a few collectibles. They're not going to get the whole fucking line. They're going to go there to the the the, the island target and be like, oh, Freddy Krueger from Nightmare 3. I loved that movie growing up. I'm going to put that on my work desk at home. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, they're just going to buy the one they want. So, like, if they see, like, oh, cool, I remember this. And then they pick it up. It's a $60. Like, oh, fuck, no. They're going to put it back on right. the shelf. So. Like, you really got a low, and even people who do collect the whole line, I mean, like, the whole wave, like, I, I usually do. And for Battletoads, I only got three of them, and I'm fine. Like, I don't need any more of those. I don't need those humongous figures. Like, uh, I don't even, and I only played, I only really played the NES one. I didn't play Battle Maniacs. So I didn't even know most of the bosses looked like that. To be yeah, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if Earthworm Jim gets marked down, I'll definitely get those from uh, Big Bad. Uh, Clay Fighter, I'm definitely going all in on, though. I, I don't need the, the garbage pail kids or any of that shit. I don't, I don't need that. But I, I always hated garbage pail kids. Like, it's weird because I love the grossness on like Ninja Turtles and Earthworm Jim and all that, but like garbage pail kids just bothered me. Like They were too gross. I don't know. They went too far. I don't
1: know. For me, I, I have a whole bag of them. Like I don't even know where I got them from. They're back at one of my parents' house, but I don't know. They, just, they never really seemed as cool to me as they did other kids because the one things that i really liked when i was a kid is do you remember those dinosaur cards where like it would literally have dinosaurs like mauling people and stuff like that you don't remember remember those oh my god dude they were amazing there were these cards and it was basically like dinosaurs attacked the zoo and it showed a bunch of dinosaurs like ripping people up like there was a pterodactyl flying off of the gorilla and it was like pecking its chest and stuff like what the fuck Dude, you should look those up. I'm, I know I didn't imagine these. These definitely do exist. And I was like, these are really hardcore. This is what I'm into.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that sounds way more hardcore. That's also something I would have liked better as a kid, too. Like, cool dinosaurs. Whereas uh, garbage pail kids, I always hated Cabbage Patch kids. I hated their faces. I was the one to punch them when I was little. And garbage pail kids look just like them, but they're fucking disgusting. It's like, right. The way they draw, like the pimples and stuff, is like oh god, it's so fucking gross. Yeah, because it's in that like, I don't, I don't know what
1: that art style is, but it almost looks like it's more like old timey paint aesthetic, yeah, like,
0: kind of. It's like a Hallmark card or something. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's, 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 it's just gross looking. Uh, the movies become infamous. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, premium, premium DNA has some awesome licenses. But man, it took them a long time. I remember. Two years ago, when they first uh, showed off the Battle Toads, which I can't believe that was like two years ago, but like two, two years, years ago, ago they first showed off the Battle Toads. I believe it was two years ago, and then they're like, "Okay." And in October, we're showing off. We're going to be showing off Banjo Kazooie. In November, we're going to be showing off Earthworm Jim. And in December, we're going to be showing off Clay Fighter. And it's like. Wow, then that, that did not pan out the way you guys no. thought it would.
1: Well, dude, here's the thing. They were they announced Bardyard Commandos and Battletoads. They didn't show anything, but they announced them before they were in hot water. Yeah, that's how long did. ago that was. So that's like four years ago, dude. That was pre-COVID. Damn,
0: yeah. That was a long time ago. I think when they first showed off the Battletoads is when they announced like, okay, Banjo-Kazooie and Earthworm yep. Gym and all that is coming. And that was like two years ago, but yeah, damn it, they were still Megalopolis when they first announced all that shit. Yeah, so were
1: It was before they really got in heat.
0: Yeah, but yeah, Premium DNA, man. I, I again, I, I've never, I haven't dealt with them yet. Well, actually, I'm kind of dealing with them now because I, I, they're all paid for those figures. Uh, the payment plan's over. I paid for them. I, I still haven't gotten a single notification that they've shipped. I've seen that Pixel Dan and Toy Bro and all of them have gotten the uh the battle toads figure so i don't know where the hell my battle toads figures are they're not saying a peep hopefully they show up at some point but uh one thing i like about their figures too is they're actually one of the only other companies that really scales with super seven ultimates pretty well
1: yeah that that, they're definitely the most comparable to each other they're bigger chunkier figures they come in at that higher price point and they i feel like even the materials look very similar
0: yeah i've never held one in hand though i'm curious to see what they feel like in hand uh, but from what I can see, that the toads they they scale like perfectly with the, the Super Seven Turtles. Yeah, like so- the turtles themselves, not the, not the other characters, but the turtles themselves. Yeah.
1: Speaking of Super Seven, I actually just got my glow in the dark slash. So oh yeah. Three drops this year, all glow in the darks, no regular waves, but he does look like a pretty sweet figure. I haven't opened him up yet, so I am pretty excited for that figure. I wish they would just get out a regular wave, which they actually showed off some stuff. So at Comic-Con, they only really showed, I think, just wave eight yeah, of the figures. I think that's all they really showed for Ultimate Turtles. And in this one, they showed off very prototypey prototypes for wave seven. So they did show a gorilla gorilla who looks almost exactly the same mold wise, but I'm, I'm not sure if I'm right here. But it looked like his bazooka was scaled down quite a bit to me. I could be wrong, but it definitely looked like it was a lot smaller. So they had prototypes for all of wave seven, and they actually had painted figures for wave nine, and they all looked gorgeous. Like Wingnut looks so sweet. I feel like if he comes out looking the way he's looking right now he's going to be one of the best figures in the line for sure
0: i i still need to check those i actually hadn't seen those i saw a bunch of pixel dan's videos yeah we were talking before the thing we do the podcast we're talking about the the podcast (laughs) (laughs) we're doing right now (laughs) and you you told me you're like oh did you see the super seven stuff and i was like oh shit i had not i tried to google them real fast but google couldn't find it so i'm probably gonna find it on youtube later but yeah i can't wait to see those because like i said like as many problems I have with Super Seven, I still when they're good, they're really damn good. Yeah,
1: I just so. want the figures. That's my only problem is I want <laughs> your stuff. Like that—that's that, my yeah. biggest problem with you. You—you
0: you have stuff and you won't give it to me. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I, I am looking forward to that. I, I believe Wave Eight is still slated to come out this month. I, can't, I I want to say
1: November is what their website moved into. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was. Maybe it was October. I want to say they changed this to November. It Was still inside this year, and I know, I know, which is a well. I guess yeah. So it was October when all both Wave Five and Six hit last year, and that was waves they showed off at Comic Con. So I, I I can't imagine they don't have those figures. I yeah. would imagine they're just backed up shipping things out themselves. Would be my guess.
0: The, the weird thing is last year they only showed off Wave five but then waves five and six shipped at the same time You're most people right. got yeah. wave six first actually
1: yeah yeah because my figures all kind of came in i guess i just got them in random order but i know on big bad toy store there was figures from wave six popping up before figures from wave
0: five i actually got wave six i got some of the ones from wave six they came like randomly wave wave five came all together but i think i got slash i i got slash and scratch before i got wave five I but.
1: can't remember who I got first now because I know I got everything kind of out of order because I had actually canceled all the pre-orders for it and then just started picking them off because they hit sale pretty quick too on like Entertainment Earth and stuff. So that's how I got a lot of that wave. But at this point, I'm so thirsty for these figures. I'm going to grab whatever they put out whenever they put <laughs> it out. So
0: I'm a little worried, honestly, because I'm I have not, I'm not, not to keep bringing up. I'm very low on money right now. So <laughs> uh, I really can't be buying... Like toys uh at the moment so i'm kind of hoping everyone just like fucks off for a month or two and then like in december all, all the stuff i want starts coming out so because <laughs> i'm very low on money at the moment but yeah there's a lot of stuff coming out that i'm I'm looking forward to I'm, I'm really gonna have to like pick and choose and uh like you said honestly the NECA stuff is probably the smarter stuff to go for right away because those prices probably aren't going to go down whereas like on big bad toy store all those super seven figures have gone on sale and stuff so
1: well i mean uh, you can walk into best buy right now and buy half of the last two waves of super seven you know what i mean like i went in there and they have the from the thundercats line whatever like the clear lino figure is i can't remember which one they have that one at best buy so like and amazon straight up carries these like you can buy super seven figures shipped by amazon sold by amazon right now so super seven is getting their stuff out to mass market which they also okay so i'm pretty sure they i don't know if it's a tweet i don't know how they put this out but super seven made an announcement because slash didn't come with like a slip cover like he just came oh really box just in a bag with like the what would be under the slip cover. So the window thing. And the thing that they said was the reason they did this was because of the consumer, as well as their retailers, which I think Best Buy, that's how they're selling them anyway. They pretty much just yeah. ripped off the shipper tops and just threw them out there anyway. But the thing is the slash figure wasn't exclusive to them. So why would that be the figure that they yeah. started
0: with? That makes no sense. I can yeah. understand why Best Buy does it. Cause when you put it on the shelf like that, most people aren't even gonna look at it they're not even yeah. gonna acknowledge it. they're gonna look at like all the window packages and just skip right over the one that's just a block with a picture on it so I get why they do that I, I mean honestly I always felt like them putting all like it looks nice the slip covers like I always felt like that was just so they could charge more for it <laughs> I think
1: <laughs> at the end of the day that's what it was too so yeah. but we're not experiencing any of that being I mean, <laughs> that cost savings so it's not passed on to us it's definitely passed on to
0: them yeah. yeah. You know what's the weirdest place? I saw a shit ton of Super Seven uh, figures at. So I don't know if it's like this by you, but Macy's owns Toys R Us now. Yeah. So if you go to a, like the downstairs or upstairs of a Macy's, depending on which one it is, they have a whole section that's Toys R Us, and it's a bunch of kids' toys and stuff. I was in one in one of the malls by me, just a table, just the four only the four turtles, like Raph, Leo, Don, and Mike but like a shit ton of them. There must've been like 20 of each turtle of all super seven ultimates. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, again, they didn't have the slip cover on. They were just like the window box, but uh, a ton of them, I didn't check the price, but there was a ton of them there. So I assume they're going for cheaper than they usually, than they used to maybe. Uh, So I don't know if you're having trouble finding them, go to Macy's. (laughs) You might find a ton of them at Macy's. So, Yeah, Super 7, I think, is getting better at actually getting their their figures out there in retail. Um, because they have the access to it, you know, like reactions in every retail store. Oh, yeah, everywhere. So it's about time they started like putting their ultimate, like making their ultimates easier to get. Because this this like fake exclusive, like, like artificial exclusive exclusivity stuff is like just obnoxious. It's like, dude, just Produce a whole bunch of them, put them out there. Like, come on. Well, the thing
1: boy. is, with their exclusives too, they'll be like, okay, this is an exclusive DOS, but then their glow-in-the-dark figures end up on Big Bad Toy Store too.
0: So yeah, exactly. I, I've seen the 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 glow. I believe I, I could be wrong, but I believe I've seen the glow-in-the-dark figures at like Best Buy. I could be wrong, but I think I've seen the glow-in-the-dark figures at Best Buy. I well, like I said,
1: I saw thing. that clear or whatever that. I figure yeah, is yeah, like Lino, that's yeah. that that was definitely an exclusive figure. It was a one-off figure. so
0: I feel like I've seen the glow in the dark mutagen man at a uh, at a Best Buy before
1: that one you know? wouldn't surprise me because I mean, they were selling him for more than I think I got my second one for like twenty two dollars or something like <laughs> yeah that.
0: he went way the hell down. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, just get your shit out there, man. <laughs> a bunch of figures like you already have all the molds made at this point. It's not the initial rush anymore. Just release all the ones you have re-release them, mark them down like five, $10 and they'll start selling. Like I think their their line would actually do better. I know they don't want to mark stuff down because they're, you know, they're, they're an independent company and stuff. They don't want to like risk losing money, but it's like, sometimes the, if you charge less you'll sell more so yeah exactly
1: uh, it's definitely not the route they want to go and i think they show that with these giant 200 figures that they just keep announcing like they've announced so many peanuts characters they did oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like they just keep announcing those guys too so yeah
0: they do weird stuff too so like they did the count from sesame street but he's like a normal count but the inside of his his Cape is like weird, it's a colorful pattern. It's like, well, now you just made it like a niche thing. Like I feel like Sesame Street action figures, especially ones that are the size of a child, are already a niche thing. (laughs) But like now you made it this weird special version of the count. Like, just do the count, like just do the normal one.
1: And nope, they have to make it as niche as possible, (laughs) as alienating as possible. So only five people want it, but they're priced. So that way, if they sell five, they still make a profit.
0: <laughs> it's like, I think they did like a giant one of Snoopy, but not like traditional Snoopy, like original OG, weird, thin faced yeah. Snoopy from the comics. And it's like, that's cool. I know no one's ever made it before, but like, actually they probably have because Peanuts has been merchandised out the ass over the right. years. But, um, but like, yeah, how many people realistically want that? And I think they did like the original style, of, like Charlie Brown, where his head was wider and stuff. And he looked pissed off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I guess they're making the figures they want. <laughs> I guess that's what so they that's say. It. And premium DNA seems like they're, they're, their uh, approach seems to be, we're making the figures that no one else ever thought of making. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: that's exactly what they did. They just scooped up every random license that wasn't acquired by anybody and <laughs> seems to be working out for them.
0: Yeah. I will say the Barnyard Commandos toys look really cool. They look really high quality. Like, the sculpts, the paint looks amazing, the deco and stuff. But it's like, I'm not going to fork out a bunch of money for fucking Barnyard Commandos. Like, I don't Right. I, I had, I only had like a that.
1: couple of them as a kid. Yeah. Like, and they, to me, they almost felt like a dog toy, if I remember them right. Like, I <laughs> yeah, feel like they were. they were, like, very
0: rubbery plastic. Yeah, they're like little hollow squeak toys. Yeah, that's like, what I thought. I think they came with, like, hard plastic, like, accessories you put on them, like missiles yep. and stuff. But... I, I didn't even bother with that. I think as okay, I think I just played with the pigs. I had like two. I think I had a pig and a ram. I think or I had the
1: ram things. for sure. That's the one I remember.
0: Oh, okay, I definitely had of uh, uh, two of them. I just don't remember if it was two pigs or a pig and a ram. I know I had one pig, and yeah, I, I like the way they smelled. They smelled like uh, like yeah, like okay. pool toys. Like you know, like I know what you're talking
1: toys. about. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, Especially if was... you squeeze the air thing, like <laughs> you could really smell yeah. it coming out of there
0: exactly it reminded me because when i was you know little uh every summer when summer break first started in june we would go to ocean city maryland for uh vacation and uh when you would walk into like uh a, what is it a souvenir shop there they'd have the like, little dolphin and shark squeak toys and stuff yeah. and you walk into that store and it just smelled like that yep so i remember like it was around the same time maybe a couple of years after i'd already started go actually yeah, probably a few years. I was probably in like second grade when I got the barnyard commandos or something or first grade. But um, it just reminded me of like, oh, cool. It smells like I'm in Ocean City, Maryland, like in like one of those stores. You yeah. smell it. It's like fresh rubbery plastic, whatever that is, like that dog toy plastic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I had no connection to them. I remember one time I saw the cartoon on TV, actually, and uh, I caught like two seconds of it. Then it went to the bumper screen where it says like barnyard commandos will be back after this. And it like, it's just like, I, remember, I still remember it. It was like a bright green screen and it showed like a bunch of pigs on one side, a bunch of sheep on the other. And it, it it went to black. It came back. Same screen. Barnyard commandos will be back after this. Went to black, came back. Same thing. It just kept doing that. It got <laughs> stuck. So it's like, I saw that screen for like the rest of that half hour. I saw two seconds of the actual show and then i just saw that that bumper screen like over and over again this is like that was my exposure to barnyard commandos so yeah i don't don't give a shit about barnyard commandos yeah it's not great memories there yeah but then like who's the one doing like the biker mice from mars nacelle okay Uh, again i have no connection to them but those, those things look pretty sweet actually yeah
1: but again, they're just renders like w- once once you actually see things, that's when you can really start judging things. Because Super oh. 7 can make a mean render, but sometimes their final product is not always what the render was.
0: Yeah. No, they had one of the mice at uh, at least one of them at uh, Toy Fair. Oh,
1: nice. OK, yeah, I didn't see that.
0: They have like the tan one I saw. He, he looks pretty cool, actually. Like, again, I don't give a shit about like I didn't even see a glitchy commercial break for them. I didn't see anything yeah. from Bugger Mice from Mars. Uh, but yeah, you know what needs to come back now? I challenged someone to bring back snailians. Do you remember oh, thought,
1: For some reason, I thought you were going to say pizza samurai cats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Do uh, no, the people actually know what that is? The, I, I feel like I'm the only human being on
1: planet Earth. I definitely don't know what snalians are.
0: So they were alien snails. They, were like, they, they came with like a heart. They were only toys. They never had a show or anything, I think. But they had like a hard shell. And then it was like a rubbery like kind of snail guy. You could stuff him in there and take him out. He's all buff and stuff and uh i just remember seeing those commercials all the time as a kid snailians well not all the time but when they were out and like laughing at the name and i don't think anyone else on planet earth remembers There's probably <laughs> that one guy who's like man i wish they'd bring snailians back but i, I dare you premium dna bring back snailians this is april o'neill channel 6 news and you're watching the party wagon podcast
1: All right, you guys, so for the main portion of this podcast, we're going to talk about the Bayverse movies. So this was one we knew was coming down the line eventually. We weren't sure when we were going to talk about this movie. I know you have talked about the Bayverse movies on your channel before. I have not. They are movies that I I wasn't super into the fandom around this time. Like, it was definitely probably one of my dark ages with the Turtles when they came out, like, right a little bit after 2016 is when I kind of started ramping back up with things I would say so didn't have a lot of I guess skin in the game at the time I remember not really loving either one of the movies I remember liking Out of the Shadows a little bit more and that's definitely the same vibe that I got when I watched them this time too so definitely neither movie was as bad as I remember it being I actually enjoyed both of them more than I thought I was going to but they, it definitely seems like a tale of two movies. Even though they're in the same universe, things feel very different between both of these movies.
0: Oh, for sure. I feel like they're, if not for the designs of the Turtles, the casting of April and Vernon, and April referencing in the second one that she named the Turtles, which we'll get to. Um, if not for the, that, then Out of the Shadows feels like its own movie. It feels like it's not connected to the first one at all.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that. So the first movie to me, I know when everything was like first coming about for this movie, when we were first hearing it, we heard that the Turtles were going to be aliens. Like they were going to have this completely different backstory that they'd never had before. I feel like when that information leaked out, everybody hated it. There was a ton of backlash. So they went with the more traditional route for this story as far as like the Turtles origin story goes. And honestly, it's exactly the same as Mutant Mayhem. (laughs)
0: yeah it's the exact same backstory it is like they they, to the point where like splinter just learns ninjutsu from some crap that's laying in the sewers the way the turtles when they're little kids watch the human world in new york and want to be new yorkers and everything like it's the same freaking origin story yeah which is really funny
1: because it leads me to believe that Possibly this is what Seth Rogen was most watching when he was making his own (laughs) Turtles movie, which worries me a little bit, but I thought that was kind of funny. And honestly, if they didn't throw the origin story into this first movie, I feel like this movie could have been anything. Like, I feel like the origin story is really the only thing that makes it feel like a turtle story and having Turtles characters in general, but the story is extremely generic for sure. Oh, it is.
0: And I mean, saying that they have Turtles characters is kind of debatable, because outside of the Turtles and Splinter, anyone else with a Turtle character name is not really that character. Like, Shredder is is really not the Shredder, and karai and the foot soldiers they're like a they're like a swat team they're like they're not even really ninja and they have a gun yeah this
1: is what i really don't remember from the first time i watched it too like i did not realize that they never even used any ninja gear whatsoever they used guns and guns exclusively
0: (laughs) yeah yeah they're just they're just like uh they're the kind of guys you'd think would be protecting baxter stockman or something yeah makes a bit more sense when you consider that Eric Sachs was originally going to be the main villain of the movie. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's what I, that is kind of the thing. There's kind of
1: this duality where there is two main villains. Like you kind of have Shredder and then you have Eric Sachs as well. And essentially Eric Sachs was like his like orphan child, but not really. Like it was kind of like that took him under his wing type situation. And I feel like there was like no real dynamic between those two characters either. Honestly, I feel like they didn't really mesh that well together.
0: Yeah. They they were supposed to have gone like way, way, back since like Eric Sachs was a kid, but it's like, they felt like they didn't even know each other. They felt like they yeah. had, they felt like they were from different movies, honestly, like yeah. shredders, subdued out of a Kurosawa film. And then Eric Sachs is just like a villain from a transformers movie or something. And yeah, it, well, so originally, when we got that first supposed script leak, it said the turtles were aliens, which some people tried to like, like uh, defend that. Like, it said they were, they were alien in origin, not that they were alien. That could just mean the ooze was alien in origin, which technically it was in the cartoon show and stuff. But we've seen concept artwork of them looking like fucking aliens, so like they were going to be aliens at first. And it said Shredder was a white business dude, so like people got pissed about that and uh, so they just wrote in this old asian dude <laughs> shredder like they like they filmed those scenes later and put them into the movie originally when you see that big megatron covered in blades at the end that's supposed to be eric Saxon inside of that suit uh, that they, they just rewrote it to be the, this you know this japanese dude so uh, the movie definitely feels like it was being rewritten up until like the last day
1: Yeah, and I can definitely see that, too, because that would make sense why. Well, it makes sense to use the robot for a couple reasons. So, one, the Turtles are basically like superheroes in this version as well, too. So they're not just like, like, I feel like the Turtles were very, what do I want to say, like, mortal in every other iteration. And this one, they feel damn near invincible, pretty much, to the point where they can crash into Humvees, and and like, they're totally
0: fine, and the The Shredder... the the first battle scene we see Raph fucking picks up a tractor trailer and swings it like a fucking baseball bat it's like what the fuck is that he's hulk
1: (laughs) oh yeah so that that's i can understand why they had to like soup shredder up to be able to handle that kind of stuff too but i i I didn't hate shredder as much as i remembered hating him before i think the armor suit is a bit much for sure but I think you, you mentioned this when we did our shredder ranking videos, you're like, he's the coolest when he's actually out of his costume. And that's for sure. (laughs) Like, absolutely. Like when he first appears, he looks ominous as fuck. Like he's just the shadow. He's like seven foot tall. And once it shows his face, he's got all these scars and stuff. And I'm not going to lie. I did like that
0: part of shredder before he ever puts on the armor because there's like a disconnect the armor covers so much that you don't feel like it's the same dude yeah like uh you, you know the original one you barely see him but you can just see those eyes in the 1990 yeah. movie that's enough to be like okay there's a human in there he that's the same guy that was in the flashbacks that we saw earlier yeah in in this movie it really just feels like there's three main villains there's eric Sachs there's the ominous japanese dude and then there's just a giant robot and like they don't feel like any of them are connected so
1: yeah because that's how the shredder really does feel in the armor version he feels like a robot it doesn't feel like there's even a human inside of it really
0: they did the same thing around the, around the same time a little earlier i think it was like 2011 2012 they did uh, the Wolverine with Silver Samurai, and Silver Samurai was like a big mecha suit thing in there. Like they turned yeah. him into like a transformer. Uh, for some reason, they just kept doing that at that time. Like, like transformers are hot. Everything's got to be a gigantic, right? Uh, changing freaking Swiss Army knife robot. Like it's <laughs> like silver with a little crab mouth and stuff. And uh, it, yeah, I, like I said, I think it would be a badass looking villain suit for another movie. Yes but not as shredder. Like if that was like the, the theatrical version of Chrome dome or something, I'd be like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But as shredder, it's, it's not shredder. And I know Bay's doing what Bay does. Like Bay's even said, like, you know, for the people who shit on my movies, I know they're, they're crap. I'm not trying to make high art. I'm trying to make popcorn entertainment that the masses will like. So like, he's made fun of himself that like everything he does is an explosion and stuff. So like, he's just doing what he does. He's making the, the villain has to be a gigantic fucking Swiss army knife robot thing. The heroes have to be the fucking Hulk and they can just throw a building across a fucking street and stuff. Like he's, he's doing the big crazy Michael Bay shit. And I know, I guess we have to clear that up actually right now. Cause Michael Bay did not direct either of these movies. Uh, yeah. And I feel like that he wrote them
1: or just produced them. I can't remember what it is.
0: He just okay. produced them. Yeah. Uh, but it's by his company, Platinum Dunes. That's his company, and his fingerprints are all over it. Like I, I mean, know- it
1: feels it feels like a Transformers yeah. movie for sure. Like even talk getting back to the explosions, like. At the end of the first movie, when they blow up Vernon's car, it's like, they're like, okay, there just wasn't enough explosions in here. We got to get one more in real quick. And it's like a multi-angle, like, I mean, they really went in on that last explosion, I feel like, to the point where they're just like, okay, that is our cherry on top.
0: It it feels like Michael Bay's, like, my fan base pleasures themselves to my explosions. So, like, I have to give them a real nice, sexy one at the end of the movie. Like... (laughs) and uh the turtles are fucking dicks like vernon just got that nice ass car like it was all like hooked up and stuff and they just obliterate it and mike's like oops it's like dude you're a fucking dick fuck you mike (laughs) mike's kind of a douche in this movie honestly (laughs)
1: So, without a doubt, in this whole franchise, he's definitely my least favorite character. Like, he's all the annoying parts about Michelangelo without much of the fun, and that really bums me out, because, like, that's, 2012 is another version that I don't really like either, because yeah. I feel like they're just too dipshitty, and I don't I don't know, like, I, I always wanted him to be the fun one and, like, the party animal, but, like, I don't know, I
0: feel like they just, they they made him too stupid, almost i agree i thought that was my problem in 2012 too is that like he, he you know he was like goofy but it was more because he was like you know he was more careless and relaxed and just like fun loving in the past whereas now he's like full-blown like stimpy or something like he's yeah. just a fucking moron in these new versions like even in the bay one like he's just like a complete moron he's farting like he's just like an idiot in the bay movies he's like He's like if Bebop and Rocksteady were on the Turtles team is like yeah. what he's like. And I like Bebop and Rocksteady being that way. But like, yeah, Michelangelo, he's just kind of annoying. And he's, just, he. I'm sorry, he's just fucking ugly in these movies.
1: Yeah, he is, for whatever reason, the worst looking one, too. I think Donatello reminds me of a CGI dinosaur from I don't know what. But like, he has, his face looks really weird, too. I feel like Raph and Leo look the most Turtle-like. Yeah. And yeah i just i don't know there's something weird about Donatello's face maybe it's the glasses but mikey just he does look like a monster like he really does <laughs> he does
0: donnie's got that weird like kind of like long face. yeah like yeah he's, he's weird looking but yeah mike he i mean everyone made the comparison when the first trailer came out he looks like fucking shrek like he looks like an ogre yeah and uh i think it's they wanted mike to look the most human because they wanted his emotions to connect with the audience the most yeah or, like mike's the most relatable for most kids but they ended up just making him the most terrifying fucking thing ever put the screen like he's he's so scary looking he's like up there with like live action cat in the hat probably like creepiest kids movie characters in live action
1: yeah and then i feel like character wise leo is pretty leo it's yeah i'll never know how i feel about johnny knoxville voicing him in the first one like i I just never know how that sits with me i don't love it but i don't hate it either you know what i mean (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think Johnny Knoxville would have been better for like Mike or something honestly. Like Leo, Leo seems too like prim proper and like st- like clean like straight edge to be well, a one of the guys from Jackass. And <laughs> I feel
1: like Johnny Knoxville did a good job of portraying that, but like that's not what you want out of a Johnny Knoxville character. Exactly. Like he did a ton of voices in King of the Hill and that's what I like him as, <laughs> is playing like ridiculous character characters
0: yeah i think you want i, I know it sucks for him because he just wants to be an actor he just wants to be able to play any role but it's yeah. like you did establish yourself as one of the jackass dudes like right. you will forever be synonymous with like teenagers and punk rock and stuff like we're yeah. I, I can't take you too seriously so when you watch a, a, when you were watching a giant mutant ogre turtle and you want them to sound honorable and stuff you don't want that to be johnny knoxville you want johnny knoxville to be like raff or mike or something like you want him to be playing those characters and and so that,
1: that is the thing though like I, I don't think he did a bad job like i think he no. does a good job but like i said at the end of the day i just know it's johnny knoxville and that's more so like the i can't get past that in my own head
0: all right so i guess we got to talk about this we'll, we'll go over the movie in a, in a second but i guess we got to talk this is the thing everybody obsessed over so What did you think of Megan Fox as April O'Neil? So
1: I'm really, I never watched the movies back to back, which it really like, I'm glad I did watch them back to back nights because before I watched 2014 when it came out and I watched 2016 when it came out and I hadn't watched them since then. So watching them back to back, I think she does a terrible job in the first one. And I think she does a pretty okay job in the second one. I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like the first one, she was just phoning at the fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like she's like, okay, I'll work for Michael Bay again, and I'll do this job, even though I got kicked out of Transformers. Like, <laughs> I just felt like that's kind of how it was. But the second one, right from the get-go, when she has the wig on and stuff, like, I feel like she's actually acting.
0: Yeah. Um, she, <laughs> I hate to say it, maybe she feels <laughs> more at home when she's dressed as a sexy schoolgirl than when she's, like, <laughs> actually, supposed to be playing a serious character. Right. But, I will say that I do think she's a bad choice for April O'Neil. Yeah, she, is definitely that, that it is. she is better in out of the shadows, but I do have to say the one thing I disagree with a lot of people on is I don't think she's a bad actress. I think she's a bad action star. Well, okay.
1: Yeah. So I, I totally agree with you there too, because like I said, in the first one, I, I wasn't feeling it all in the second one. I did like her a little bit more. And I, I mean, I, Is she the best in action? No, but like, I feel like her best role ever is in this is 40 when she basically probably plays just like a regular, I mean, just very superficial girl, like, and she just does a great job at that. Like, I don't know. I I don't think she's a terrible actor either, but the first movie, she just definitely wasn't putting a lot
0: into it. Yeah, I think yeah, she wasn't really good in Transformers. She wasn't really good in the Ninja Turtles movies. I've never seen this as 40 but I've seen Jennifer's body where she's playing like you know kind of like the the queen bee popular valley girl gets taken over by a demon and she becomes a succubus but uh she's really fucking funny in that movie like she's yeah. really good at playing that role and even like uh you know with my my uh, my my teenage crush uh, Lindsay Lohan uh, what, what was that movie called Oh, uh, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like the bad bitch in that movie too. She was like the like you know the the bully girl or the rival of, of Lindsay Lohan, and she was she was good at playing like this snobby like valley girl queen bee. Like she's she was good in those roles. I think. Uh, she's better at like satire. I think she's better at playing like caricatures. Of- that's why, yeah. and this is forty.
1: That's what she plays is like a very exaggerated like just girl in her twenties. It's very like. Just like I'm very hot and I know it, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. along those lines, and she's funny to me.
0: Yeah, she's a, she does a funny like satire of the hot girl, I think she's yeah. really good at that. But when they tried to make her like a serious action star, it just doesn't work. Like, she just comes off flat, she just comes off like, like you, like, she's just phoning it in, she doesn't give a shit. She's like, can we just finish this up so I can go to sleep? Like, it yeah. just feels like she doesn't give a shit, and uh. Yeah, it's even worse in the first movie. Like, some of her reactions, when she's supposed to be shocked by, like, stuff she's seeing, she's just kind of like, like, her mouth just hanging open. Like, yeah. she, she doesn't give a shit. She's almost rolling her eyes on camera. It's
1: like, <laughs> yeah, and, and the problem is, is so, and I will say some good stuff that I do like about this movie at one point, but she's definitely, like, the main character of this movie, oh, yeah. I feel like. She, without a doubt, has the most screen time, especially in the beginning, because the Turtles don't show up until about 20 minutes into this movie. I had it clocked at you don't get your first good look at the turtles until 20 minutes in. And it's just Megan Fox talking to people before that, essentially.
0: Yeah, really? She's the main character. And the second main character is her sidekick Vernon, basically. (laughs) Like it's really a human story, an outsider story about the turtles. We're like the main plot surrounds the turtles, but that's not who we're following. We're following, uh, you, you, you know we're following this side these side characters as they almost like in an old Godzilla movie we're like you know the story going on between Godzilla and King Ghidorah or something they're fighting but we're following these like you know regular Japanese yeah. people who are just like they're going through their problems that are a result of what's happening with Godzilla and everything so it's really like we're, it's a movie about April O'Neil that is that features turtles
1: yeah and that's why I feel like you could just remove all the turtles side plot and just replace them with any action heroes to yeah. help them. And it would still be the same movie essentially and replace shredder with any other villain. And it would still just be the same movie. Yeah.
0: I mean, hell you wouldn't even have to change shredders design. <laughs> no, exactly. A thing. No one would even think like, Oh, was that supposed to be shredder at some point? Like everyone would just be like, Oh, cool villain for your new superhero movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so when the t- turtles do show up, so Lacey had walked in when I was watching this and she started talking to me about it. And she was like, did you like these movies? I was like, uh, eh, the first one doesn't really do anything for me. And she's like, I liked them. What don't you like about them? And it was like, when they're all like coming through the sewers and they're like flying down and stuff like that. And she's like, this stuff right here is really fun. And that stuff is pretty fun. When they do show turtles doing turtle stuff, it's not terrible in this movie. Like if you get away from the
0: designs, the turtles aren't really terrible turtles in this movie. No, they're really not, honestly. I think that was the big complaint I had, and a lot of people had uh after seeing this. I remember watching Andre Meadows from a Black Nerd comedy. I remember what he he did a review of the movie when it was brand new. And I agreed with like everything that dude said in his his, his video. Cause I remember him saying like that one scene where they're on the elevator, the MC Mikey, and they all start getting into it and they all start like jamming out, and then they instantly, as soon as the door opens, they, they crack back to being serious and they, they go back and they're like that's what we wanted more of that's like that's what i was that's what we would love to see more of that was a great taste of what the turtles could have been but we just didn't get enough time with them
1: yeah so and i feel like we'll kind of gradually transition and make by making comparisons to the second movie so like i feel like that's exactly the stuff they took and ran with in the second movie is like those little instances that people made that wanted more of That's basically what they made into the entire second movie. And then nobody watched it. (laughs) Right? Which is funny because, I mean, I do think it was, I think the second one is a much better turtle story for sure. I I kind of enjoyed the second one watching it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was much more into that one than I thought I was going to. Yeah. um, But, yeah, like, the turtles are good turtles, and... Uh, the one problem with the first one is I feel like Donatello didn't really get enough action but they kind of made up for that one in the second one. I feel like he's really the only one that doesn't really get a lot of development in the first movie but I like his character a lot and I like his voice actor a lot. I really like his voice in both the movies.
0: Yeah, it really fits him, honestly. I never really like I just kind of took it for granted and didn't think, but now that you mentioned it, he has a really good voice cuz he has that nerdy element, but it's not like super over the top like it is usually now where he just sounds like a complete cowering geek. Like he's like he sounds more nerdy and more. But he also sounds more like kind of like confident and collected than the other turtles.
1: Yeah, I feel like he's kind of like he's he's not like an exact rip off of the tune Donatello. But I feel like that's what that dude was kind of channeling when he was doing it. I, I really get a Toon Donatello vibe for it but he sounds
0: a little bit less tuney and more real world. Yeah. On the tune when he was like, 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 wow, I just made this flux modulator yeah. and all this. But like, Especially what? in the second movie. That's
1: how he talks. He talks in gibberish the entire time. Pretty yeah. much. Well,
0: I mean, we'll get to the second one, but that is why I liked in that second one. It feels like you're watching a theatrical version of an 87 episode, but, um, but yeah, well, I guess we're still on the first one, but, uh, just to say, I, I guess it is weird. I'm going into the second one again. But,
1: uh, I say, it's <laughs> hard to not make comparisons as we're going <laughs> yeah. along. So we'll kind of do a little bit of both now before we transition to the second. Yeah, yeah. We kind of compare as we go along.
0: So Eric Sachs is the, he's the third most important character in the first movie. Like, or he's probably the second most. You probably have Megan Fox is the main character, April O'Neil. And then Eric Sachs is like the main villain. Yeah. Um, he, not only is he not in the second one. Not only is he not even mentioned in the second one, but now suddenly Baxter Stockman's the scientist working for Shredder. So it, it's just like, does Shredder like just adopt scientists all the time? Like is he just like like It's not, Shredder's like, Yeah, you know, I'm a great ninja, I'm the most powerful feared guy in the world, but I'm a fucking idiot when it comes to science. So like he's just like hiring scientists all the time, and it's just <laughs> weird. He just goes through them like they're girlfriends or something. Like, oh, this scientist fucked up. How do they break up with him and get a new scientist? It's It's weird. I don't know. So
1: like, that's where the disconnect really comes from between these first two movies. Like the Vernon timeline, the April timeline, the turtles, they all seem to be like in line, but like, as far as what was going on with the villains, it's like, it was like a complete reset essentially, but nothing is mentioned about it. So all the actors are different. They're all playing different takes on the character. Essentially, even the foot clan, is more foot clanny
0: in the second one they're actually ninjas now and not just terrorists yeah even like Harai and stuff is like wearing a ninja costume and stuff in the second one um she she's she's completely wasted in the second one but still she's completely wasted in both actually i'll say but um but yeah they they did they definitely did like a hard reset on the the villains and like i said when we're doing the, the designs like shredders like 20 years younger in the second one. Like he's like a totally yeah. different dude. He's not
1: nearly as intimidating. That
0: first actor,
1: like I said, I kind of liked that guy. Like he was kind of yeah. scary looking.
0: He was intimidating. I think the second one, he's like, he just seems like he's like more handsome. Like, I like we wanted to make yeah. Shredder more handsome. It's like, we Shredder. I mean, <laughs> like he should be intimidating. Not handsome. But uh, yeah, Shredder got freaking impaled in the chest by a, a katana. In the first movie, there's no mention of that. In the second, nope. one. like he's just totally fine. The scratches are gone from his face and everything. Yeah, it's like totally clean cut now. Like you're not the same dude. I'm sorry, but like <laughs> maybe it was like a Padme Amidala thing. Maybe the one in the first movie was was a decoy. That wasn't the real Shredder. That <laughs> uh, he is.
1: Like I said, it just really feels like they did a hard reset because they're like, okay, we definitely messed up. Like these foot soldiers were terrible. They just feel like terrorists. Karai looked more the part in the first one. Like I feel like she had a more Karai haircut, but like if Karai's not doing ninja stuff, like she's not Karai, you
0: know what yeah. I mean?
1: Like that's her whole shtick is she's so good at ninjutsu that she can fight against the turtles.
0: Yeah, exactly. You don't bring in a character who's a specific type of fighter and then just, like, make them something completely different. Like, that would be, like, I don't know, say they're doing, like, say they, they did, like, a, a Street Fighter movie again. And they, they made Balrog, like, a fencer or something. Right. Like, like, they're supposed to be a boxer. What the fuck is this? So, like, it, it seems weird to bring Karai in and just make her, like, yeah, she's just a terrorist, really. She's just a terrorist. And uh, it's it's not the same character. all. And then the second one, they do her up like she's supposed to look like a ninja but she doesn't do anything. So, Like Karai, honestly, like she might as well not even been in either of these movies. She didn't even need to be.
1: No, I feel like what, then again, that's kind of how I hate to say it, but Tatsu was in the first couple too. You know what I mean? He was there to like enforce and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, he just gets quadruple shell smashed by the turtles. And I guess the first one, he gets jacked up by Casey, but I mean, he gets taken out in two seconds in the second movie. And I feel like that's how Karai is in this one. Like she doesn't really, in the second one, she pulls out the sword anyway, but I mean, she gets taken out by April and Vernon. Like, I mean, that's not Karai. Come on. I think you yeah, mentioned yes. that in the last comparison video. Yeah, we'll
0: That fucking pissed me off. Uh, <laughs> when I was in the theater, I, I might've out loud been like no fucking way. Like, I saw it or like that pissed me off when I saw that. Uh, Like with a laptop or something also, but like at least, tatsu was still like intimidating the whole movie like we felt like this dude's a ninja master he's probably the best just after shredder because like he was training all the 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 kids to be ninja like he he clearly understood the art of being a ninja and uh i mean the the guy's a real martial artist but like karai she didn't feel that intimidating she didn't feel like that authoritative and stuff like she just kind of felt like She's a random girl who got bored in New York city and decided to become a terrorist. Like, like she didn't really feel like she didn't have that presence. And I feel like in the second one, they tried to give her that presence, but she came off like a mindless girl goon like a grunt in the second
1: yeah one. i feel like she was a lot less relevant in the second one yeah as she just stood too.
0: behind shredder and looked angry the
1: yeah whole movie. pretty much and this, the first one she did a little bit more on her own because outside of when it showed shredder at his house which shredder had a really sick house by he the did. way too. that house was freaking <laughs> awesome he did get um, had a
0: sweet pad yeah
1: yeah like outside of that it doesn't really ever show shredder until he puts the armor back or puts the armor on and then from there he's only in his armored version the entire time so So I feel like Karai kind of is almost the main, I guess, outside of Eric Sachs as well. Like she's kind of the point person for all the Foot Clan. And that's who it almost shows more than Shredder in general.
0: Yeah. and you go back and watch the 1990 movie, there's way more Tatsu than there is Shredder. So uh, it's kind of always cool. I can get wanting to keep Shredder in the shadows and like, uh, you know, build them up and like make them more scary and intimidating, mysterious but it it just felt there was a bit too much of a disconnect with shredder in this movie. I think that's mostly because they shot those like a year later, like all the scenes with shredder. So,
1: yeah. And and I can definitely see that now because I didn't, I I know you mentioned that before that Eric Sachs was originally supposed to be the main um, antagonist, but now I can really see how they just added those other scenes with scary shredder in the beginning to make it look like he is the shredder. So in, so the stuff that I do like about this first movie, I do like all the fight scenes. Like I like when shredder shows up and like takes out everybody. And I like all that stuff. I do like the final fight at the end. Like the action stuff is pretty good for just sitting there eating popcorn and enjoying the movie. And the second half, I feel like this does have a lot of the same problems that like 2007 did. Like the first half of this movie is just too much, exposition and just setting things up. And then the second half is pretty action packed from there on. And I do like the second half of this movie a lot from when they move to all the stuff that's happening down the ski hill or this hill, which how can vehicles just be going downhill and not be rolling at all? Like that is the most, I know we're talking about Michael Bay turtles here. but That (laughs) is the most like far-fetched situation that they could just drive vehicles down this mountain and none of them ever rolled.
0: Yeah. Although I will say that's my favorite sequence in the movie. I think it's the most fun sequence in the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's right. really
1: good and it's really action packed for sure, but and again, I just I don't know how I feel about when Raf like literally takes out the Humvee himself. But I mean, <laughs> I guess the they R, are a group, yeah. so
0: yeah. Raph Raph is just an all out beast in these movies. Like he's just a monster. And uh I love how all this is happening. This, this is the, the 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 mark of a Michael Bay movie. All this is happening, people dying, falling down, like all these cars driving down. It's like an avalanche. There's like cars exploding and shit, and like not ninjas, gun gunmen everywhere. And and Vernon just wants to look at April's ass. Right? She's like looking at the window. He's like, Yeah, keep doing what you're doing. He's just staring at her ass. It's like, dude, come on, this isn't the time or place. Like, what the hell? But that, you know, that only in a Michael Bay movie would that happen. But uh yeah, uh, I, I I agree. I like when all the crazy stuff is happening. I like when it feels like a Saturday morning cartoon. But yeah. most of the movie, it doesn't. And uh, I guess we have to talk about it at some point. We've gone a long way without talking about it. The the, the origin story. Uh, what do you think of the, the origin story?
1: Again, I feel like it's just kind of as generic as could be with an even less, like, meaningful origin, just, like, And so Mutant Mayhem, because it's like a comedy to me, like I found it funny and this one, it just seems a little bit more like, I mean, just whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just the lamest way to set up the origin story. So I don't know if I'm maybe cutting Mutant Mayhem a little bit more slack because it's a cartoon and it is a little bit more ridiculous over the top. And this one, like, I felt like they wanted to be a little bit more serious and it kind of takes a little bit of the, just, I don't know, the lore out of it i guess.
0: Yeah, actually another comparison to Mutant Mayhem. They get milked in this movie also. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yep, I was going to say that i totally forgot to bring that up, but yeah, it's but, very similar
0: plot line is. to
1: Mutant Mayhem.
0: The uh the part of the origin i'm talking about isn't so much the ninja book which is fucking stupid, but the ninja book or them like as little kids wanting to be new yorkers, it's that April o'neill basically invented the teenage mutant ninja turtles. Uh they were her dad's like lab animals, like four turtles and a rat. She named them all, she made them like pizza, which don't feed fucking turtles pizza, by the way. That's something a lot of people think you can do. <laughs> turtles aren't mammals, they can't have dairy. If you give them cheese, they're gonna fucking die. Like, don't do that. Um, but yeah, she gives them pizza, she she gives them names because you know every five-year-old girl loves Renaissance artists. Um and, and like she they're the reason because he was doing tests on them. They're the reason they're mutants. Is like her family. She's the one who puts them in the fucking sewers for safety. That's the funniest part. Is she just, you'll be safe in the sewer. Here you go. You'll be safe in the dirtiest, most diseased part of New York City, <laughs> where all the shit that goes in this filthy place, you'll be safe down there. But yeah, she literally she gives them their sore layer. She gives them their love for pizza. She gives them their names. She puts them all together as a family. Her dad got made them mutants. Like and and somehow they were in in like they were in opposition to the foot clan. It's like they gave them their villains, also. Like April and her dad gave the turtles their entire identity in that movie, outside of being ninjas. Yeah, so the thing that I
1: just realized after watching this movie is I'm pretty sure the IDW run came out before 2014. I want to say it's been going since 2012. I could be wrong. That's the number that's in my head. And that's essentially what the origin story is for the turtles minus all the mystical reincarnation stuff. Like the (laughs) the turtles and splinter were in a lab with April. She named them. She did all the stuff, but then they just get, reincarnated as the spirits of the japanese people so it's very similar to that and i'm assuming that's where they got that idea from for the movie and i never realized that until now
0: see i remember hearing that when it came out because i was i know they they were out already the idw comics because i remember people were saying that as a trivia fact that like a lot of the backstory came from the idw comics but I didn't read them, so I didn't know just how much. But now that you're explaining it, it's like, oh, wow, literally everything. Yeah, yeah. and I IDW.
1: never really put that together until I watched the movies this time. Because when I watched it in 2014, I wasn't really thinking about that. So,
0: Yeah, but I know that was, I guess, it just shows how many people weren't reading IDW. Or at least didn't like IDW. Because I remember that was one of the things that like united most Turtles fans. They fucking hated that aspect of the origin story. And I'm not gonna lie, I hate it too. I think it's re- I think it's pretty silly. I think like like you said, a mutant mayhem. I already wasn't a huge fan, but it's like at least that's like a comedy, like it's meant to just be funny. Whereas this is meant to be like, yeah, this is the new cool badass version of the turtles, and this the the, the backstory is just so convenient and so rushed and like a million coincidences and stuff. And I don't know, it, it doesn't work for me. Honestly, I think it's pretty dumb well, again it makes
1: sense too because they clearly had a completely different origin story they wanted to go with and then yeah. they're like okay we'll just rip off one that already exists and then we don't have to worry about it and they <laughs> probably thought they were going to be a little bit more fan pleasing than they were
0: yeah i think so i think they thought like okay we salvaged it now we made something that turtles fans will like but it's like nah you didn't <laughs> but, yeah uh, so I feel like that's the perfect transition
1: to the second movie, though, because like you're saying, like, I feel like they literally just like took all the notes that everybody hated and then they just like went over the top with it for the second movie. Like, I feel like everything that was missing, like action characters, you know, like stick from the tune line or stick from the animated series. Like, that's what the entire second movie was.
0: Oh, absolutely. The second movie is just, it's not even made for the kids. It's made for the parents who grew up loving the 87 cartoon show. Like it, it was, cause those were, we were the ones, we were the generations that were whining and bitching about the 2014 movie. Kids That's probably right. thought it was great. I mean, I remember seeing an interview for the cast of mutant mayhem and one of them, I think the voice of Leonardo was like, because they asked like, what, what version of the turtles did you get into? And a lot of them were saying like, Oh, the 2012 cartoon, he was like the, the Michael Bay movies. So I thought those were the coolest things when I first saw him and stuff. And that was his first turtles. Like kids probably love the 2014 one, but us old man babies who, who like love our, our childhood cartoon and want to represent it properly, we were pissed off. So they were like, all right, you bunch of bastards, you bunch of, you know, 30 something year old assholes. Here's your turtles perfectly the way you wanted them. And uh, I think a lot of people, it was too late. And a lot of people just, I hate to say, I'm not saying you have to like it. Technically it's not a good movie, but uh, I think that that's just the point where fan bases get too obsessive about something being exactly the way they want it. And uh, like, yeah, you had Bebop and Rocksteady, you have Crane, you have the Technodrome, which I'll talk about all that. You have Baxter Stockman. Uh, the, the villains are more on point it's more about the turtles you even have the fucking theme song at the end of the movie and everything but it's like they're still then they're still going to be like yeah but uh they were making 2010s jokes and pop culture references and the music wasn't on point should have had like you know late 80s early 90s music and all this shit and it's like yeah that would have been awesome but like Come on. You got to be real. It can't just be the exact same product uh, that we had as we were kids. And, uh, I think that kind of held this movie back that people like everyone was saying when the first one came out, like, just give us bebop and rocksteady. We just want bebop and rocksteady in a movie. Finally, like so many fans were saying that, especially since they showed uh concept art for the first one online, that they were going to put them in the first movie at first. And they looked great in the concept art. um, and then they put him in the second one. Like the Super Bowl trailer came out. It looked amazing. And everyone was already hating on it. They were like, yeah, f- fuck it. It's, it's, they put him in, but it's still going to suck because it's Michael Bay and stuff. And it's like, I think you guys just predetermined you were going to hate this movie.
1: Yeah. And I like I said, I was pleasantly surprised when I watched it this time. Because when I watched them both before, because I'd watched them spaced out. I didn't think the second one was really that much better than the first one, but after watching them back to back, the pacing is so much better. Like it actually is a turtle story. Like you, like you said, it definitely feels like an eighties cartoon put in real life art. I don't know what I want to say. Like put in live action, I guess like that's exactly what it feels like. And it's, it's much more fun. It doesn't take itself as seriously. And that's something that will always get me drawn in. Like, it's very hard to nail something that's like edgy and dark and like do it without making it feel cheesy, but it's really easy to suck me into more of a comedy type situation. And I feel like that's yeah. what the second movie, I mean, especially with Bebop and Rocksteady, I mean, they were just there for comic relief. And yeah, it was definitely over the top fart humor, but I, I kind of laughed a lot at it. Like, I mean, <laughs> I thought they were pretty funny. Like, Seamus killed it as Rocksteady. I can't remember what the dude is play the dad and Malcolm in the middle that plays Bebop, but he does a great job too. And even them, just putting them like in juxtaposition with the Shredder, like when they're dicking around and farting, even the Shredder's just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what is going on here? Like, I liked that a lot to where in the beginning, they're like, the Shredder's hardcore. He doesn't even have to move. He's going to get out of this back of this trailer. And then to just going from that to him, seeing him be like, these fucking assholes, what are they doing? Like, I don't know. I, I liked the tone of this movie a lot.
0: Yeah, they definitely did a really good job. I think there's like uh there's the parts where they're, eat- they're just eating like giant oil drums of spaghetti and like uh meatballs and spaghetti. And uh Shredder like they're like goofing around, they're like slapping Bebop's stomach, calling him fat ass or whatever. And then like Shredder comes in, he's just looking at him, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And he goes to talk and Bebop's like, just a sec. You know, and he like he slurps up the rest of like the spaghetti that's like all over his tusks. And it's just this awkward fucking pause. And Shredder's just looking at him like, why the fuck do I get stuck with these guys? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was and just that's exactly like how the goes, cartoon though. feels too. He's yeah. like, he's trying to conquer the world, but he just has to deal with these buffoons. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it's, and I think they did a good job of keeping it light. Cause you know, the scene where they're mutated could be terrifying for kids. Yeah. Uh, it could be really tragic and fucked up for the characters. But they put in those lines where they're like, whoa, this feels amazing. And yeah. that they think it's cool that they're a rhino and a warthog now. So it's like it takes what could have been like a horror story and just makes it like a fun, goofy Saturday morning cartoon story like that.
1: Yeah. And that's why I feel like, again, Seamus and the dude that plays the dad's Malcolm. In the Middle. I should have looked up his name, but like they did a very good job at just even like when they were like gonna get serious and like fight with the turtles and stuff they did a good job of like tensing it up too you know what i mean like i feel like their range actually was pretty good on those characters and that's what i like about bebop and rocksteady like they should be a threat like yeah they're buffoons but i mean he's a fucking rhino and a giant warthog like that's why i do like their idw characters a lot because they're a little bit they're still kind of goofy but they're actually badasses in that one and I really did like Bebop and Rocksteady a lot more than I remember liking them too.
0: Yeah, I liked them. That was my big takeaway from this movie. Was like I just love the way they did Bebop and Rocksteady because when they're fighting them, it, it's ridiculous. But like their heads are like breaking through the airplane and everything. Yeah, they fall out of the airplane on a fucking tank and like are blasted at the turtles and shit. Again,
1: okay, like, they're all superheroes. If the turtles are superheroes, then these guys are even bigger. So yeah,
0: it's it's awesome. But I think like the the most badass moment. Is uh, when Casey's like trying to like hold his own against him, and we'll, we'll talk about Casey. But when Casey's trying to hold his own against Be-Bop Rocksteady in the parking garage, when you see like Rocksteady charging, he's just knocking cars out of the way. Bebop's right. just flipping him over, looking for Casey. Like he doesn't give a fuck. That just made them like that was like when I saw that, my inner child was like, finally, they're badass. Yep. Like, like yes, they're goofy. They're these lovable dopes but they can fucking level the block if
1: they want. Yeah, exactly. And that's how they should have been. Like, cause that's how they are in the first season of the cartoon. You know what I mean? Like when they're first dealing with the turtles, like at that one point, like Rocksteady has two of them palmed. You know what I mean? Like they actually are threats then. And that is exactly what you got out of that situation where it's like, okay, dude, if these guys are chucking cars everywhere, they're going to freaking crush Casey. If they get their hands (laughs) on him, like he's going to be dead real fast.
0: Yeah, exactly. And even then like, uh, they get like blown up by a grenade, and they're not even dead. They're just like, "My man." I yeah,
1: and I feel like that's a situation where I mean, they didn't maybe know they were going to go for there, and I can't. Is is that a fart joke at the end too? Is that what that's supposed to
0: insinuate on that one? I don't think so. I think that like, there was or the fart. Just, was, the big bang was the the, the fart joke. We're like, "Hey, I got a big bang for you." Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the last one was, but it might have been. But okay. was he just saying "my man"
1: because he's still alive and they just wanted to know they're alive? Or I thought I like think, he let off another fart when he
0: was in there. Maybe so I, I think it was, was just because they're because they're bros and they're still like you know together. So because yeah. uh, they had the "my man" joke running like the whole movie, that was like yeah. their thing. Like, my... there was the joke where they find out their their junk is bigger. They look oh, in yeah. their pants <laughs> and they're like, "My man." <laughs> But uh, which like I don't know, do warthogs have big dicks? I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like most animals other than horses are pretty screwed in that department. So. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine a rhino probably has a big dick. I don't know, but uh, who, who knows? Well, according right. to Michael Bay, they both do. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they had like they had great. Those two actors had great chemistry. Where uh, when they're humans at the beginning, they have great chemistry. Yep. And when, even when they're big CGI monster animal mm-hmm. people, they have great chemists. Like those guys were like, I don't even know if those guys ever knew each other in real life.
1: But no, they, and like I said, they really did feel like like two peas in a pod. Like That was yeah. excellent casting in that department for sure. Yeah, speaking of casting though, so the two characters we haven't talked about yet. One of them I feel like was cast very well, and uh, the yeah, other one good. was cast very poorly. And I'm sure you can guess which one I think is which.
0: Baxter Stockman as Tyler Perry is
1: genius. I love it, dude. I (laughs) love him. And I'm not even somebody that loves Tyler Perry. Like, I'm definitely not his demographic by any means. But he kills it as Baxter Stockman. Like, he is the perfect combination of, like, nerd but serious mad scientist at the same time. Like, I don't know. Like, in the IDW one, he's definitely a little bit more, like, Badass and stern and stuff, yeah. but I like this version for this movie for sure. Like, he's probably one of my favorite portrayals of Baxter ever.
0: They did a great job of taking that more serious, like IDW or Mirage version of him and mixing it with the '87 one, where he's like this giggling doofus, like yeah. dork, just like like when he's like trying to talk to like impress April at the beginning. He doesn't know how to talk to girls. He's he's like a nerd, but he he thinks he's being real cool when he's talking to her and stuff. He's like, uh, 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 uh. he has that goofy laugh. It's like. Oh man, this is perfect. He's got the stupid like a uh, little bow tie on and stuff, right. and everything's like he is perfect. Baxter Stockman, I think he was like that like, again. Like I'm not a Tyler Perry guy. I, I think I watched like one of the Medea movies. <laughs> like I don't know. I didn't, like, I'm not a Tyler Perry guy, but he was freaking phenomenal as as Baxter. But that le- leads us to <laughs> the one who was terribly done. I'll let you take this away since he's your favorite character. I mean, like I get that he was a cop cops can't have long
1: hair, but I mean, there is just give us something aesthetically that makes me feel like this is Casey Jones. Like there is, it is worse than Megan Fox being cast as April. Like I think this is the worst casting of the entire two
0: movies for sure. I think so. It's way worse than Megan Fox as April. I think, uh, He's way too pretty. He looks like a Greek god. Yeah. Uh yeah, he's got like the buzzed head. Again, like I get he's a cop, but like he didn't have to make him a fucking cop. He never was originally. Oh, right. So, like I didn't get like he's not even like an ex-cop. Like they don't fire him. He's just on like you know, like uh what do they Liberal, call it? Yeah. Leave yeah. Yeah, he's on leave. Like, okay, like you're temporarily, you know, terminated, but he's gonna come back in like a week or so it's just and then they just throw in like oh i like hockey that's the way i take off my stress and it's like fuck you like <laughs> you're yeah, trying to cover- <laughs>
1: exactly like it's so just shoehorned in there like <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: like they're trying to cover their ass but he wears the hockey mask for like i know in the original movie he wears it like twice actually he wears it when he fights raff at first and then he wears it when he shows up at the, the burning apartment yeah. um does he wear it at the end he- of the movie in the last brawl i don't think so I don't think
1: he does either now that I think about yeah. it.
0: Cuz I think when he goes oops and he pulls like the lever he, yep. he's not not it. Like when he's when he's giving the whole speech about like, you know, uh, you think this or that down there? Like he's just unmasked. So. Yeah. Uh, I think like once he meets April, he's never masked again anymore for the rest of the movie. But <laughs> in in this one he wears it once. Yeah. And they make a joke about it, no one can hear him. It's kind of funny, but uh it, it, it's just like this isn't in any way, shape, or form Casey Jones, which is so weird because they they got Baxter so perfect. They got Bebop and Rocksteady so perfect. They even tried to course correct with Shredder and stuff. But, like, they're trying so hard to please the OG fans, and then they fuck up a beloved character this bad. Yeah.
1: Like, it's just very forgettable, very underwhelming performance for one of the best, turtle's allies so it's definitely a huge bummer and crap I was going to say something else off of that I feel like it had to do with casting shit I can't remember what I was going to say uh
0: was it about Casey or Karai or Shredder or Vernon or
1: (laughs) I can't remember but yeah like I just it it really was just a very 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 bad game not only that but like okay if you're gonna make him a cop why is he still running around with a hockey stick this guy has to have a gun and it would have came in handy so many times in this movie but he's like nope i'm just gonna slap hockey pucks at people
0: yeah not to mention if if it was found out that you're on the police force and you're going around beating people with a hockey stick you'd lose your fucking job immediately right right? uh yeah it's actually a shame speaking of casting actually that the one one of the scenes that got cut was the cameo by Judith Hogue. Uh, She was going to be at one point. She was going to be interviewing uh, Megan Fox, and like she was going to be giving her her job at at the new Channel Six News, like the from the old uh, network. Like she was going to offer her more to come work for Channel Six, and she was going to be her boss. They cut that. Like, yeah, they cut that out. It's That's like Dude, I heard, the first time I watched it, I heard it was that she was going to be in there in a surprise appearance. The whole movie, I'm like. Who's who's Judith? I don't see Judith Hogue. Like, where the hell is she? And then it's like I had to read online like the next day, like, oh, they cut her. And it's like, why would you cut Judith Hogue from the movie? Um, and this one was Kevin
1: Eastman, the pizza guy in the beginning. Yes, yeah. It was okay, Kevin. that's what I thought.
0: Yeah. That was yeah, that was kept in. And uh, you know, you have the little like 87 cartoon face of Donatello on the the the, the device that april has at the beginning like that they they kept in most of the little like easter eggs and cameos but yeah they they got rid of judith hogue it's like oh why would you do that and uh so we've been shooting a lot of rainbows up this movie's ass it's not perfect it's like from a movie structure standpoint it's a fucking mess it's just like a kid's fever dream that's (laughs)
1: exactly what it is it's literally just like okay how much fan service can we possibly pack into a movie and still keep it somewhat coherent
0: yeah and even though i loved seeing him i think the one aspect that really could have just been removed because the movie was too busy already and he's so rushed in the film is krang
1: yeah and he's the big bad guy too essentially so and it's really funny how the bad guys in this work because you kind of start off with baxter and then once baxter gets screwed over you don't see him again Then you have Shredder, and then once Krang screws him over, you don't see him again. He's just gone the rest of the movie. And then it comes down to Krang, who's kind of been underdeveloped this whole time. Like, you know he's just this cosmic-level threat, but outside of an exchange he has with Shredder early on, there's not really much Krang.
0: That exchange is the most abrupt and rushed scene also. like I mean, it is just bam here's a bunch of expositions now (laughs) yeah shredder just wakes up and some like just appears in some other universe dimension x i guess and there's a fucking talking brain coming out of a fucking robot stomach and he's like not that weirded out he's just like oh what does this guy have to say it's like dude it's a fucking talking wad of gum like come on (laughs) and yeah he gives him all this exposition about like oh i gotta bring the technodrome to your world and all this stuff and and they just make a deal right there. It's like, you just made a deal with this fucking thing that you just met in another... Di- like, you haven't even processed the fact you're in another dimension yet and you're already making deals with things. Like It, just, it happens so abruptly. And then he screws him over in two seconds. <laughs> like the, the first chance he has to screw him over, he freezes them. we don't
1: see Shredder anymore.
0: You know what's cool though? I don't know if... Uh, it's hard to see. But when he has his collection of like frozen life forms, there's a Triceraton in there really yeah there's a frozen Triceraton in this collection some people said they thought they saw usagi but i never saw usagi in there as a whole though krang's
1: design i didn't hate it like i don't i don't know if i necessarily love it but i it was i I don't know it was pretty good i guess like I, i i'd call it probably like a b tier if i was ranking it
0: i think it's a good design it basically looks like krang i think the thing is it it's not believable as live action. He's a little too cartoony looking, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, he probably just, moved, every inch of him is just, like, move, moving and writhing and wiggling all the time. It's like, it's and that's what he was, like, in the 87 cartoon. But in live action, it looks a little goofy. Like, it looks like a cartoon. And that's um, why I
1: feel like if they would have just kept him in the cavity a little bit more, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I would have liked that a little bit more than how he was always, like, floating outside of it,
0: basically. Which is so weird, too, because I remember in that Super Bowl commercial, they showed his his, the android body, and I remember for the action figure, the way the android body looked, it looked more like the original one. It had the, the peach, like, human skin on certain parts, on, like, okay. the arms up. It had the full head, like, the, the way you looked in the 87 cartoon. Uh, but then in the movie, he just has, like, a block of metal for a head or something. Like, yeah, he's it,
1: very pinheaded, for sure.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's not finished, and it's like, why did you get rid of what... Looked awesome in the trailer and stuff, and I mean, like the action figures were already like designed like that, so it was really weird that they changed that at the last sec uh, second. uh Technodrome is very rushed. uh it, it, We don't actually get to get like the real Technodrome. Like, well, technically,
1: you don't even see it fully assembled
0: because <laughs> yeah. right before it is, it starts regressing anyway. So exactly, I think they were really saving that for part three because uh, I remember in an interview, Tyler Perry said that weekend like when it came out he said like i am going to become a fly in the next movie and uh which i was like fuck we came this close to seeing live action baxter fly but uh so they were definitely planning i think like kind of how the the show went now that shredders in the technodrome and krang's back in there and it's in dimension x they were going to kind of do what they did in the cartoon where shredder and krang are like bickering in dimension x trying to get back to earth and uh I think the third movie was going to involve, like, the Technodrome in full coming to Earth and wreaking havoc and all. Uh, but they never got to do that, which I do have to say, you know, it's it's not the greatest uh, series of Turtles films by far, but I am a little disappointed we never got that full trilogy. I would have liked to see that third film.
1: Honestly, after watching these two back-to-back, I would as well because, I, I, like, I know I keep coming back to this. I do feel like the second movie was a very big improvement from the first one. And I feel like they definitely could have kept that going into the third. Like in, we didn't even really like talk about the turtles much in the second (laughs) one, but like even their designs are so much better just with a couple changes. I'm not really a fan of like Raf's shoulder pad or anything like that, but they got rid of like all the extra crap they were wearing. Like Donnie has the controllers on his arms and stuff, but like they're not wearing like the the chest armor anymore or anything like that. They're not wearing sunglasses on their heads and, I, I don't know. I feel like this is one of the few instances, I guess Sonic would be another big one where they clearly took feedback and improved and it really showed like, I, I don't know. I was like we said, we really sounds like we're blowing a lot of smoke up the second movie's ass, but I, I was pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed it this time around.
0: Yeah. It's it's weird. Cause I remember the first night I saw it, I went with a friend who like wasn't really into turtles uh they didn't really grow up with it they liked the 1990 movie but they didn't watch the cartoon they didn't collect the toys they didn't even like action figures as a kid and uh me and my buddy went there and he wasn't really feeling it he was kind of just like yeah you know it's just an action movie it's just another action movie and i was kind of like yeah yeah i guess so i guess it wasn't that great and then the very next night i went back and watched it again with my brother actually like obviously we both love turtles and we like loved it the next night we were like oh man this is what we wanted when we were kids so it, it is weird that like we both kind of like for me it was from one night to another but it's where we both kind of didn't care for it that much at first and then we loved it and i think it was almost like the energy going into it like
1: yeah well think-
0: again before turtles
1: i mean i was in a very casual turtles phase like i mean i still liked turtles but i wasn't into collecting. I wasn't die hard. I wasn't reading all the comics like I am now. So, now yeah. that I've literally spent the last year and a half of my life analyzing Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles, like I do have a different vantage point than I did in 2016. Yeah, for sure. Um
0: but yeah, I think it, it, that's the thing though. is It's made for Turtles fans. I think that's the thing yeah. is like it's going to be really fun for people who were kids when the 87 cartoon was new. And if you go if you go into it watching it with people from that age range with from that fandom you're going to have a great time you're gonna have a party but if you watch it with someone else you're probably going to notice how not good the movie actually is because you're going to be seeing it from their perspective and uh you're going to be watching it as a movie not as two hours of turtles uh you know nostalgia (laughs) bait so
1: Which again, I mean, it's like, you know, the Transformers movies aren't great movies, but I enjoy watching them because they're fun. And I feel like that's how this movie is too. Like if, if something can be fun and funny, I can get past a lot of the shitty shit about it. Like everything doesn't have to be Martin Scorsese level of freaking filmmaking. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't always need that. Sometimes I do just want to eat some popcorn and watch a fun movie. And I mean, that is what these movies went for. And this first one didn't quite hit the mark as much but the second one absolutely did for me
0: yeah yeah i agree i think the second one's a lot better than people give it credit for yeah, yeah i would I probably
1: get... put it fourth on my list between i would put the original trilogy in order this one tmnt and then actually probably mutant mayhem i don't know I, I can't really settle on where mutant mayhem goes yet i'm gonna have to watch yeah. it a couple more times let it settle i'm not even going to include that yet but From the old movies, I would probably put it fourth on my tier list now.
0: I think I put it third uh, because I did the original. I did Secret of the U's, and then I did this. And then I think it was because there was only six. I think I did then TMNT, then Turtles 3, then first Michael Bay. Originally, when I made that list, I had Turtles 3 ahead of TMNT. And then before I made my videos, I rewatched those two. And I was like, that's not fair.
1: Okay, because I know at one point in one of your videos at one time, you commented on that, and you're like, this is what I thought then, and I absolutely don't think that now. <laughs> I know you've changed your order somewhere in videos that I've watched before.
0: Yeah, originally I, I thought the third one was way better than 2007, then I watched it like, 2007 is a way better movie than Turtles 3. I'm sorry, but <laughs> like, it probably
1: is, but the nostalgia just, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to yeah. not like that movie.
0: That's why three was higher on my list. Cause I was giving it nostalgia points. Yeah. But then it's like, I don't know. Like you stripped the nostalgia again. It's fine. It's like a fun family adventure comedy, but like it's, it's not up there as one of the best turtles movies. No. For sure. I have no idea where mutant mayhem would go either for me. Same no, not upset. And I got,
1: I got to start watching it, but cause, I mean, it's on Paramount right now and I got Paramount so I can start knocking out all the turtles TV or, T- or the turtles TV shows. We got to start watching. So yeah,
0: Yeah, actually, I need to get Paramount. I don't have that, actually. Oh, actually, they have... uh, Some of them are on Netflix right now. Oh, are they? Okay. I think 2012 and Rise are on Netflix. Oh, okay. 2003 is only on Paramount. Um, Yeah, so...
1: Yeah, so just giving you guys a little sneak peek into what's coming. I think Rise is our next
0: episode, then. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think it is. I think Rise is our next... I I got some shit to watch. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Which, it's not real long. I did look into it. I think the first season's only, like, in the teens and the second one's only in the twenties or something like that, or vice versa. I can't remember, but it's, I don't even think it's 40 episodes for the whole series. Yeah. It's still a lot of hours of watching it though. So
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm going to watch every single episode. I'm, every... I'm
1: going to give it the try. What my plan is going to be, I'm going to watch two episodes a day over the next two weeks, see how it goes. And if I got more time on the weekends, but I'm, I'm going to make a very valiant effort to give the whole series a try. <laughs>
0: I'm definitely going to skip episodes I've seen, because I have seen episodes of it. So there's probably about seven episodes I've seen, uh, eight maybe episodes I've seen. I'll I'll skip those, but... uh yeah, I'll 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 will I'll try to watch as much as I can. I'll see
1: uh, <laughs> how much how I, much you can get through.
0: Definitely, if, if we're going through season two and we're finding we just can't watch every episode, we'll just skip to the big ones. You know, like just skip to the the big story driven episodes. Yeah. Um, like look at an episode guide or something. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna be talking about Rise next, so we're gonna get two. I mean, the Michael Bay movies aren't really recent anymore, but two more recent ones i can't believe that first one's gonna be a decade old ah, makes me a little sick to think about <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think of that as like the new shit like yeah. oh that's the new stuff oh man it's gonna be a decade old that's it's crazy uh <laughs> yeah. but who would you who would you have cast as casey jones Hollywood's a little short on like rough, tough, badass dudes. Yeah, and especially
1: for I'm th- trying to think about the time period too. 2016, like I
0: don't know, they're either like the same thing as Steve Amell or like you know like all of the Marvel dudes. They're like too gorgeous to be uh, Casey Jones. Yeah, but I, I can't think I, of like a real one. freaking Elias Codius is
1: like I mean he was such a good casting. I feel Come like
0: on. like he can't be him now, but like. He was perfect. He was yeah. the best iteration of Casey ever. I mean,
1: he is my definitive Casey. Like when I think yeah. of Casey, that is the Casey
0: that I think of. Me too. He, that is the first thing that pops into my mind to the point where like when when I drew Casey's face for like the uh, Turtle Talk videos. And I think actually when the artist did your uh, logo for your channel, we drew like the 87 Casey, but we gave him the hair. From the 1990
1: yeah. movies. So. Well, yeah. that's actually my hair and my beard. I have a beard underneath, too. Oh,
0: shit. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I gave him the hair because I was like, like, even though it's not the same color, that was brown. I made it black. But yeah, uh, but, yeah like I, I just always picture Casey looking like that. And even then, in the 2003 show, they clearly modeled him after. Uh, oh, yeah. What's his, what's his name? What's the actor's name? Elias. Cogues. Yeah, they clearly modeled him after him because like. He has the long hair and everything, and uh, he's a little goofier and stuff like how he was in the movies. I think, like, the because in, in Mirage, he he didn't act like the maniac in the 87 cartoon.
1: <laughs> no, oh, he yeah. was definitely much more mellowed out for sure.
0: Yeah, but he had the short, like, hair that was all kind of like you know, yeah, he didn't
1: have long know. hair at all. It was much more the Mirage one in the 87 one, definitely look a lot more like.
0: Yeah, which is why like all these toy lines can make edits of the the eighty seven figures and give them red shirts, and then they're suddenly (laughs) Mirage. So like, uh, yeah, but like the movie one, I think like that really kind of cemented it for people. Like Casey has long hair, and uh, he's had long hair in almost every iteration since then.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely the way I thought, and it has had no effect on my adult life whatsoever. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's our final? Well, I guess actually we already just had our final rankings of the. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, but I mean,
1: like I yeah. said, I just I guess just wrapping it up. Yeah, I, I, the first one, the first half was a little hard to get through, but from there on, I definitely like. Like I, I can understand why people say these movies are trash. I get it, but I get it. I yeah. just I, turtles content has to be really, really, really bad for me to not like it at all. Like I mean, I don't know. I just, I just. I guess I'm more of a glass half full kind of person, but like I, I didn't hate watching these movies like I thought I was
0: going to. Yeah, it's got to be like Next Mutation to be like too bad to watch.
1: That's but. the only thing I haven't been able to watch, so we'll see how Rise goes. But the Next Mutation, I watched the first episode. I tried watching the second episode, and I'm like, I just I can't do this. Like we're go- we're gonna
0: have to do it at some point, dude. <laughs> I know. I've never watched it in this entire. For the movie. I can't, but. I still want to do the coming out of their shells tour at some point. (laughs) That's an easy watch, but all right. Well, yeah, I think it's as far as like, uh, I, yeah, I understand why it's the least popular, the least beloved. I shouldn't say least popular. The the first one made a lot of money. The, The least beloved, uh, film iteration of the turtles. I get it. And I don't think technically that they're good movies, but I think just as dumb popcorn flicks, they're fun. And definitely the second one is is very fun if you're like yeah. an '80s or '90s Turtles kid. I absolutely agree. All right, we got yeah, you know, we got to come up with a good like sign off. I feel like the the yeah, I don't know. Worst.
1: I just I feel like I just always like floundering out. There's no good way yeah. to end it. Like.
0: Uh, every time I listen to our podcast, which actually I noticed, uh, I, I uh, one of one of my belches is is left in the last pod. Oh, did I miss one? <laughs> yeah, there's one where I burp, I'm like, oh <laughs> That's
1: See, yeah, okay. Whatever. I feel like if anything happens towards the end, because I definitely, as I edit, I'm more tight in the beginning, and I kind of get looser as it goes on. Like I'll leave like more yeah. ums and stalls in as the show goes on, because I feel like. If I'm trying to catch anybody, everything needs to be clean up front. But if you're listening to this two hours in, I don't think you really care that much about any of our imperfections. So Yeah.
0: Oh, that happens for me, too. Especially if it's a real long video. I'm doing, like, an over-hour video. Like, one of my Turtle Talk videos, when I get near the end where I'm, like, ranking them. I think when I'm talking about PandaCon. I, like, clear my throat and repeat what I said, like, three times at one point. I completely yeah, I know, messed that right? when I was editing. So, like, because like, it, it, see the end of the video, you're just like, oh, fuck, man. I just want to go to bed. And you're just, like, right? like, finishing the editing. And like, <laughs> what was that? Yeah, we got to get a good sign-off. Because, like, uh, every time I listen to our podcast, it always ends where we're just like, yeah. um, Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye.
1: <laughs> nope, that, that's the way I like it, man. I want to keep it weird backwards at the end. <laughs> Unless you, if you can figure out something good, that's fine. But I think it needs to be weird and awkward every time
0: all right well you just everyone, don't know how
1: to stop talking about turtles
0: <laughs> everyone get back to your weird and awkward lives That's right and, uh, <laughs> till next time all right peace peace